they could be like the Bash Brothers from the Mega Brothers too. There you go. <laughs> Just out of control, morons. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should uh, Eiffel Tower Priscilla, huh? Last picture of Josh right there. <laughs> hey, come on, guys. It's none of this dramatization. <laughs> All right. So, as I was saying, this takes place about six months after Jordan's story. And um, we're going to start kind of in the midst of it. So, you guys hey, find yourselves on <laughs> the. We're going to probably stab your steering wheel then. Uh, on the third floor of a four-floor parking structure. Unremarkable in appearance, but well-maintained. Given the garage's location, you imagine during normal hours, it's almost always full, as you are in downtown L.A. Currently, though, there are only a handful of cars in the lot, uh, given the time of night, which is about one in the morning. As you scan the lot, you find the marker. At the farthest end of the lot, behind a pillar, near an emergency exit, you see a door marked Authorized Personnel Only with a smiley face spray painted below it. And that will flash back you to about an hour earlier when you are in the like deluxe meeting room at the casino. Usually they would only be used for like uh, corporate events. So the walls are mostly soundproof. You're kind of isolated from the sounds of the uh, casino floor and uh, very posh chairs, um, lots of mahogany. And uh, you see uh, Camel sitting at the end of the, one of these tables. Looks very stressed, kind of hunched over with his chin resting on both hands. And uh, as you guys slowly pour in, he's called you in at about midnight, uh, said there's some kind of emergency. And you guys are all walking into this meeting room to talk with him. And since this is the first time that Lightning Red has really been a part of the game, maybe do like a quick intro, what you guys are how you guys are feeling, what you guys are doing, what's your demeanor right now as you walk into this meeting room. You got pulled away from whatever you're in the middle of you're doing. Why don't you call on someone? What day is it? Fine, Jordan, you. What day oh, is no. it? It is yeah. a Thursday. Okay. <laughs> Brown noser. So uh, Lightning Red is being pulled away from the club where he was uh, managing the night's event, so he's a little per- perturbed, but he understands that uh, there are different priorities sometimes, so it's just interested to see what's what's the big deal. About Sam. Sam was. Uh, what, this is Thursday. What time? Midnight. Midnight. For Sam, because it might tie into what he's thinking about. Yeah, that's sure. why. Right. Uh, so Paul is uh, pretty distracted. He was just. Um, he just got word that another roller was turned over, or another uh, dealer was turned over by some some street thugs or something. Just got robbed, and he's trying to figure out what to do about that. But uh, So, like, last time it happened, he sent Sam in, but Sam just ended up killing the dealer and not tracking down the bandits. So, um, his little, like, start of a domain is turning into a bit of chaos. And now this shit happened, whatever the hell Camel wants us to deal with now. Probably another freaking wild goose chase over some some crap yeah so you're a little more edgy than you normally would be much so all right then after that then sam so since our last adventure six months prior sam has been i guess working for camel but in his personal time i would say he's probably laying low and spending a lot of time at the the synagogue 
really thinking about what happened with those kids that really bothered him. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I think that, I don't know, he's not really happy with the, with, with the coterie in general right now. He's kind of feels out of place. And, like, how was Levi feeding on him over the six months? Uh, I mean, he's not as, like, Levi, like, will put it off until he absolutely needs to. But, uh, you know, me, like, every other night or something like that. Yeah, I think that's having an effect on him, too. Like, he's getting tired of it. He just feels like he's being used in every direction. Uh, maybe he's wanting to go out on his own at some point. And he's like, oh, my God, how much longer do I have to deal with these people? I'd say, like, the actual act of being fed on by him, given uh, one of Levi's abilities, you'd find it pleasurable and enjoyable. But maybe oh, really? after the fact, when you think about it, uh, yeah, maybe it bothers you. In the mm. moment, it probably feels good. But yeah. Like fapping to handicap porn. What? <laughs> <laughs> Feels good in the moment. All right. Until they zoom out and they're in a wheelchair. Until you close there, those 185 different tabs. You ain't got no legs, but I love you anyway. That old number. All right. Uh, how about Marzo? happened to him made him handicapped or anything you don't gotta feel guilty about it sorry to interrupt um so mars though kind of like after that feels like he needs to, to do better by rex and and whatnot he uh he you know cut six six months later and you see him dropping off her and her and her mom um off at home in his new uh Honda Odyssey, you know, and uh, he's got like a, he's got like kind of like a Honda Odyssey like jacket now. He's got like all the like, <laughs> all the, like the gear or whatever, the, like keychains. Those and terrible like brand jackets. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like the car logos are, yeah. And uh, he just finished taking out Rex and her mom to Mexican food. Right there. And she was like, why didn't you eat anything? And he was like, oh. Uh, Mrs. R, you know, I, uh, I had a big meal earlier. What can I say? And she's like, ah, oh, shucks. <coughs> Maybe next time. He's like, oh, 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 yeah, next time. And then he, like, walks him up. And then, you know, he gets the ring on his phone. He picks up the phone. He's got, like, a Honda Odyssey, like, phone cover on it. That's kind of, like, lights <laughs> up, like the Honda logo. And he sees that it's uh, Camel. And he's like, oh, shit, not this again. All right, Rex, I got to go. And then. He like uh, he goes back to the Honda, and he does that. He does that thing where like he slides over the hood, but it's not like a really long hood, you know. It's kind of like a shorter hood, so he just kind of like he doesn't quite make it over. He just like slides, tries to do the like the running slide. He just slides in the front, and then he just finishes walking around, and then uh, gets in the van, and uh, and then he starts to go after his uh, power seats automatically adjust. <laughs> His ringtone is just the horn that he recorded earlier. Him just beeping on the horn. <laughs> Which of these Dang. two is it, Josh? Um, it'd be more likely to be that second one, but mm-hmm. it would look a lot more lame, though. Like, not like a hoodie, but like a kind of oh. like a jacket that, like, maybe like a factory worker would wear at Honda or something. Oh, okay, I got you. I got you. Hold on. Hold on. Like all, like all the logos are like patches sewn into the jacket. <laughs> Here it is. Member's jacket. Yeah, yeah there, that, that, there we go. It says Odyssey on the back. 
And that's yeah. his expression the whole time he's driving the vehicle. <laughs> he's just like, yeah, this is great. Vehicle. That is Marzo now. That is him. That's, that's just him. He's no uh, longer the even, rock. He even looks like he's saying, hey, I already had a big lunch. I couldn't eat. <laughs> Pre-warned. Well, let's see what I'm rubbing in my pocket. Hey. Yes. Very nice. Okay. So back to the meeting room. Um, he kind of gestures for everyone to have a seat. And then those of you get a chance to take a seat. He just kind of starts even before you start to sit down. He uh, <clears throat> looks very stressed. Looks as equally stressed as he did the last time he came to you with the problem. And uh, he says, uh, look, guys, I got uh, I hate to do this, especially in the middle of the night. Uh, fuck, I can't believe they called me at this time of night. Look, I got an old colleague uh, out from Chicago. And uh, he's called in a, a favor, a boon. And I'm going to need to lean on you guys to get this done. This is, uh, this is really big. Uh, and, uh, and anyone that hasn't had a seat yet, he just kind of like waits for everyone to sit down. And he kind of, since uh, Levi's not in the room, he'll, um, he'll address it and say, Levi is, uh, I got him running on the numbers on that, uh, that old mall you guys came across a few months back trying to grease the wheels on getting that done to see if it's viable or not so he's wrapped up in that so he won't be with you guys tonight but uh so yeah uh my colleague so the family he kind of like throws up finger quotes uh as they like to call themselves now they it looks like they acquired the old biltmore hotel downtown you guys probably know it's been there for shit i don't know like since the 30s or something uh you know real great place but uh yeah, I guess they acquired it. I had no idea. But it sounds like they got a problem with employees just quitting, leaving, and uh, makes everything unstable. They got cops floating in and out every now and then. And I don't know what the fuck's going on, but they don't want to move down in there until everything has calmed down. And uh, yeah, they called in a favor. So my, basically, my hands are tied. I got to do this for them or I'm, I'm fucked. So uh, they want us to figure out what it is and get it fixed uh, ASAP. So I just want you guys to run down there. I mean, I know maybe it's just some fucking gang members on the streets, you know, causing people to be scared. I don't know, but just uh, run downtown, take a look at it, see what's going on. And uh, there's a uh, there's a parking garage like a block down from the hotel. And uh, Levi's got some crazy lick that lives there out of the parking garage. He just kind of like rolls his eyes, like, yeah, why a fucking parking garage? Uh, but apparently he's supposed to be like uh, some kind of know-it-all for the area, kind of eyes and ears in that part of town. So I want you to talk to him he'll probably have some hints information you guys can work on and uh as like anyone before anyone has a chance to even kind of like react or ask any questions he just kind of like very slowly puts both palms you know uh down on the table kind of leans forward he's like these guys aren't with us the people that bought this hotel i need you to keep this on the down low nobody in our circle and you mean, you know that he means like the Camarilla needs to know that these people are rolling into town. And he kind of like raises eyebrows and kind of makes eye contact with everyone to make sure that it's understood and everyone's in agreement. Any questions? Yeah, Lightning Red just looks over the top of his sunglasses at Camo and says, uh, we're talking about Kindred, right? Yeah, the real fucked up kind. Mm. And then the problem is... Uh, their employees leaving. Yeah, for whatever reason, one of their uh, their family just kind of rolls his eyes every time he has to say it. 
they get he's forced out of Chicago for some reason. I don't know. They won't give me any details. They just called in the boon. They didn't give me a lot of what's uh, going on, but uh, they got to move out this way. One of them, and they bought the place for the purposes of doing that. But yeah, I guess they're not comfortable moving in there with you know police or something unusual going on. So they want the place all orderly before they move in. Mm-hmm. And there's a hotel. Yeah, hotel. Nice big fucking hotel in the middle of downtown. What's our budget? Can we get the presidential suite? And he just smiles. I'm hoping uh, you won't even have need that much time to, to worry about sleeping there. All right, then. And uh, you guys are good, right? It just kind of looks like between all the members with each other. No stupid shit going on, right? Yep, everything's fine. You don't have to worry about us, boss. Yo, you got that pretty girl still working at the front. What's her name? And he just kind of looks at uh, Lightning Red. And then he looks back to you and he says, Priscilla? Oh, yeah. How's she doing? I don't know, Red. How's she doing? Lightning Red just pushes his sunglasses back up and says, She doing fine. Yeah, I'd like to go go say hi to her, you know. Just see if, you know, we we kind of have a little history. So I just figured I'd like to say, you know. Hey, how you doing? You know what I'm saying? Camel kind of raises his eyebrows when you say you have history. And, uh, uh, you're free to do whatever you want. Just, uh, just keep the shit between you guys civil, alright? Don't want to have any of that shit bleeding over into our operations. So brings up a good point. Um, I'm sure we're all flattered that you've chosen us for this task, but is there no one else that could handle this? I mean, it's, uh, I don't think you understand the implications when I say boon. If this is not done with whatever unknown time limit I have, uh, they're going to crack down on me. And then you guys. I owe these people. Protect the house time, boys. Simple. Camel nods. Very well said. Look, I don't I don't want to kind of like bite his lip a little bit. And he, uh, he says, I don't want to not trying to scare you guys, but these these licks, all right? They they they're not like us. They're not normal. And then kind of looks up at the sky for a minute and tries to let that sink in. How he's trying to classify this group of individuals in this room as normal, but he says, uh, "They they like to fuck around with the dead, like the real dead. They got they can do shit I wouldn't even dream about being able to do. So just be careful. I don't want to piss these guys off." If they tell us to do it tonight, we got to do it tonight. And uh, Red just kind of leans over and looks at Paul and says, that Bayou voodoo shit. Yes, I think they, I get the picture. And uh, uh, I can't know, like, say I'm comfortable being used in this way, but I guess that's the way the cookie crumbles. Well, gentlemen, shall we get on with it? Hey, Camel, anybody we need to be on the lookout for? Meaning what exactly? Somebody we should hide talent the fuck away from. We see them. Kind of rolls. Uh, I don't know. You see anybody looking like a zombie walking around? Be careful of that. He kind of grins. No. Look, I don't think they're in town. I have no reason to think they're here. So just get down there and, uh, you know, get it done. I don't. The people that uh, control that part of the city, that they're not going to bother you as long as you just, you know, do it by the book. I prefer if you not blow up the hotel, though. Sam just is like. Sam is just like what? 
Sam is just like mutes his mic. <laughs> Silent, just like puffs. <sighs> Marzo is just like the picture that was put in Discord in his jacket. <laughs> Guys, He's we can always... take my Honda Odyssey. Did <laughs> I turn that interior light off? The whole time he's just thinking about like how long the drive is and how many minutes he gets to enjoy being in his vehicle again. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> how much miles per gallon he gets per, per mile that he drives, even in the city. <laughs> if I take the lower streets, I could get <laughs> the 25 MPG. And uh, Red just kind of stands up and he's like, all right, well, let's go check it out. Yeah, the... Uh, Levi's contact is in uh, the Pershing garage and he'll explain to you where it is and I will share this with you share record what the fuck is that I don't know if this is going to work or not that pop up yep yeah so this is a block a few blocks of downtown I've marked the hotel and the garage so the garage is uh, where this gentleman his name is Joe resides and is where you currently are as you park your Honda Odyssey on the third floor of this parking garage. He just lives in the parking garage? That's what you're told. So, yeah, you're on that third floor. And uh, you were told to look for a room. Oh, wait a minute. More. We got here way too fast. I wanted to talk to Priscilla before we left. All right, sure. Go for it. <laughs> so, uh. This is supposed to be like a flashback, but I guess uh, once everyone's back from their flashback, you're just still just daydreaming about your conversation with Priscilla. So, he goes up to the front desk and he, uh, you know, kind of like nonchalantly, like leans his elbow on there, but it, like prominently displaying like the Honda down the sleeve. And uh, um, he's like, "Yo, Priscilla, how you been?" And she's just like typing away at her laptop, and uh, just kind of doesn't adjust the position of her neck. Just one eye, a couple, her two eyes, just kind of quickly glance up and see you, and then go back down to her screen. She's like, "Hi, Marzo." Yo, have you heard? I got my new wheels. He like he drops the keys Let's... with the prominent Honda logo on the keychain. Uh, she just uh, without even like looking up, she's like, "Let me guess, Honda Odyssey." <laughs> <laughs> he just does like the little like uh, hand shooters. He's like, "Hey, Priscilla, that's why I like you. You're smart. You got got a lot up here." And he's like pointing to his head. She just stops typing and sighs and looks up and she says she doesn't she says she doesn't say anything she just breathes out she's looking at you waiting for you to continue anyways uh you know uh, she's new but uh i'd like to break her in sometime maybe uh i don't know maybe you me we go out we get some chinese food or something you call your vehicle her well yeah she's a beaut she just puts her head back down and starts typing again Maybe some other time. I'm busy, Marzo. Oh, uh, I, I, I get it. Uh, I get it. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, heated seats and all. Keep the seat warm for you. You know how that is. <laughs> and because like more like hand shooters at her. I'm sure it's amazing. <laughs> how about this? Oh. You, uh, you pick me up something, uh, something nice to eat. Bring it back, and then we'll talk. Oh, you got it. And he like gives her a wink, and then he's like. He, like, picks up the keys and, like, trolls them on his finger and then looks at the others being, like, giving, like, a little thumbs up where she can't see his hand. But, like, kind of, like, sneaking it, like, oh, I'm totally in. 
And as you're doing that, as she's like still looking at her screen and typing, she's like, you know I can see you do that, right? <laughs> oh, can't get anything past you, Priscilla. That's why I like you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good night, boys. And, uh, lightning comes up slowly as like the last in the line to walk by her position and he just kind of like leans over and then he uh, asks her if her favorite dish is still whatever her favorite dish is <laughs> nice move <laughs> uh, she's like uh, she's like yeah you, you know what I like red and he just like kind of bumps her table twice as he's on his way out. <laughs> don't don't. Just I understated. Like the whole time I'm, I'm doing like typing fingers like I, you guys can see me or like the sound of my keyboard is picking up on my mic which it isn't so it was all just like pointless movements of my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> just do that thing uh, where you're over top but you're not pushing. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Uh, so you guys are... At the garage now? Yeah? Is that okay? Anything else? When you guys get in the Honda Odyssey, you notice that the seats are all covered in plastic in the back. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> One of those people. <laughs> it makes like a really loud, crinkly noise when everyone sits down. I'm, I'm going to poke holes in it. I'm going to poke holes in it when I sit down so they like the air. Let the leather breathe. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you come in, and then uh, you know when you start up the engine. Who's driving, by the way? Is Marzo like refused to let anyone else drive? Marzo's driving. Of course, Marzo's right. driving. Great. <laughs> All right. So you know it. You start it up, and it automatically adjusts to your the previous position of the seats that you have it programmed to. And uh, it has like one of those like three different uh, pre-programmings for, for different seat positions, and each of those are just like different <laughs> positions that you like to be in, not positions for other people. <laughs> So there's like driving, there's like relaxed Depends driving. Depends on whether he's wearing <laughs> flip-flops, shoes, or boots. So I would say over the past six months, Sam Sam has uh, has developed a kind of camaraderie with him, maybe. And by pranking, and he likes to fuck with his seat adjustments and mirrors and shit. Because <laughs> Sam is also kind of into cars a little bit. Hmm. I, I, they could be like the Bash Brothers from the Mighty Ducks, too. There you go. <laughs> Just out of control, morons. <laughs> Maybe we should uh, Eiffel Tower Priscilla, huh? Hey, don't talk about Priscilla like that. She's an angel. And this conversation bleeds all the way down to where you're actually at the garage downtown. <clears throat> You've been told to look for a door that's marked authorized personnel only and will be marked with a little smiley face spray painted below it. What you can find in this barren garage. Let's see the picture. Show it to us. I don't have a picture for the garage. Use your imagination to imagine a concrete parking garage, please. <laughs> okay, but in LA. All right, I got it. It's warm. What, what color is the smiley face? I'm trying Black. to paint this picture. Of like the new LED lights, or are they like the old? Like... Old lights. Okay. Very uneconomical. Inefficient lighting. And uh, red's like... All right, anybody know anything about this Joker? See, Paul would probably know more than most about Levi's connections around town. And uh, even though Levi has not come out and said it, I think Paul gets the impression that uh, this 
uh, Kindred that you're going to talk to is, has the same similar has a similar problem that Paul does, mm. in that he is not equating uh, our man's uh, essential, you know, part of his being as a problem. It's kind of problematic, don't you think? Nope. <laughs> oh, we'll stay silent about that. Uh, but I guess if she's good enough for Levi, then I guess she's good enough for us. All right. Any of you going to approach the door? Anything else you want to do? In preparations? Yeah, I'm going to turn my my, uh, my stuffs on. All my <coughs> stuff. <laughs> Your stuffs? Yeah, all my skills. They're all on. No. I'm going to turn I'm going I'm going to turn on uh my uh, lethal body that way I'm always ready for a fight. I'm going to turn on my weight of feather as well. All right. Uh and sorry, I forgot to ask. Everyone do a rouse check for this night. Yeah. Oh no. Somebody's getting hungry. Hm. Weight of feather. That's cool. Um all right. So you did that. <coughs> Who's approaching the door? Uh, I'll open the door at point. I have my hand on my hip for my... I'll uh, <laughs> be standing there kind of a pace back into the side with all turned on. Who's going to fall in line with lightning red? So even Paul not being at the front with your like heightened senses, you can start to hear the sounds of... Um, sounds like maybe like a generator or something like that as you get closer to the door. Like that humming noise, mechanical humming. And uh, Sam being at the front, once you get close to the door, you notice like you can feel like heat radiating from the door. Like it's this door is like an obviously different temperature than the walls and everything around. And even the handle is as you get your hand kind of close to it. It's not like hot enough to burn, but it's warm to the touch. It's going to be hot in this room, boys. Something's permeating heat. And when you go to open it, it's locked. Push it open. You're going to force it open? Yep. All right. So give me a, uh, let's see, strength plus larceny. I think he has potence too. Yeah. So uh, I got to remember set the DC on this before I ask you to roll. But uh, yeah, so you slam into it and um, you're able to force it enough where the door isn't fully open, but you're able to break what appears to be like three locks, like looks like there was little bars across the top of the door and you can just see like on the inside this thing has to have like five six locks on it maybe including the handle and once you slam into it you just hear a voice go like whoa whoa man what are, what are you doing and then uh you can see you can peer inside and you got your your vision on or whatever so you can see easily inside um but the sound of humming just kind of like blasts out of the room and you can just see like space heaters lining the walls of this place. There's got to be like at least 12 of them that you can see. And they're all hooked up to like six. They're like daisy chained to a bunch of uh, power strips. And they're just all on full blast. And the heat in the, and if you had cared about smell would be overwhelming, but the heat is like, it just hits you right in the face. Like you just walked into like a tanning bed or something. And uh, you'll hear the voice. And it's like, what the, who the fuck is this man? Do you see authorized personnel only? We were told to come here, so I expected the, the door to be open. And uh, Lightning Red just kind of like puts a hand on Sam's shoulder and gives him that like closed eyes nod that just says like, great job, now it's my turn. And he uh, he just says, hey, is that Joe? 
Who the fuck's asking, man? Hey, uh, my name Lightning Red. You can call me Lightning. Uh, your buddy Levi. You know him. We work with him. We friends of his. Yeah, I know Levi. He's a good guy. Alright, well, he ain't with us tonight, but he said we could talk to you. We got a problem we're looking into for the boss man around these parts. You just fucking knocked. You fucking knocked. Fucked up my door, man. And uh, Lightning just turns to Sam and is like, Sam, you done fucked up the man's door. Sometimes I forget my own strength. I just tried to open it. Alright, well, we'll find a way to make it right. Maybe give your buddy Levi a call. We explain the situation to him. He'll give you some of that cash. He always carting around that briefcase of his. Anyway, uh, so we need to know whatever you can tell us about this Biltmore Hotel. Like as you're talking through that, you can hear him like trying to like unlock or unlatch the damaged locks. And he's like working his way down. And you can clearly hear him going through like five different locks. And then he opens it up and kind of pulls it open. And your eyes are probably shifted down as you see like he's got to be like 4'11", maybe five feet tall. Um, <clears throat> and uh, if you didn't know that you were looking for this particular guy, like you didn't know that he was a kindred, you'd think he was just like another Hollywood homeless bum. Uh, but one for things for certain, you like you look at him and you wonder if he's in the right city because he seems to be dressed for like a winter apocalypse. He's wearing like the thickest fur jacket in LA and he's got like this red hoodie that's popping out underneath and his face and features are round and pockmarked. It looks like he could play like uh, some retired boxer in a movie. Looks like this. <laughs> Except it's dark. And uh, the room behind him, you know, it's it's uh, unsurprisingly small. This was probably like an old like storage room or something like that. Uh, concrete walls, no windows, a cozy pile of clothes on the floor and uh and then the wall-to-wall space heaters that are daisy chained i mentioned before and uh yeah he'll uh, just leave the door open not letting you come in just keeping you outside the door he says all right you guys want some information huh (laughs) kind of like bobs us up and down and you can start to see all these kind of weird mannerisms uh there's someone living in here yeah you guys you guys okay you look cold you wanna you wanna come in? And uh, Lightning just looks at the boys and he's like, kind of sighs just the almost imperceptibly, and he's like, "Yeah, it's, it's a little chilly out here." And he kind of folds his arms in front of himself and he just steps in, trying to be amenable. Yeah, yeah, come on, come on, guys, get inside. It's it's fucking cold out here. Yeah, I go in. Yeah, you walk in. It's fucking grossly hot. <laughs> he tries to shut the door once everyone's inside. And uh, but now it's like you know slightly ajar, and uh, he says, uh, "Yeah, yeah, what's so uh, the hotel? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. What, what? What do you guys want to know?" Well, it sounds like there's a whole bunch of police activity around there, and they've been having we heard some problems keeping a staff, and we're just wondering, you know, what's been going on? Cause I think Levi, or somebody he know, or something got some interest in the building. But they're a little skittish because of all the activity. Oh, you're talking about the Biltmore? Yeah, the Biltmore. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know some stuff. I know some stuff, yeah. So, he kind of like claps his hands together, rubs them, and he kind of looks at your, look like now just scanning like your guys, each individual, to see like what you're holding, your possessions. He's like looking at your, your hands, your pockets, and he's kind of looking around. He's like, so you got it? 
And uh, he just looks at Paul and he's like, Paul, you you got it. What? Did exchange, right? I mean, you guys get some information. You give me the stuff, I give you the information. Did Levi not tell you how this works? What do you want? I can get you whatever. Uh, really? All right. Uh, hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, if you go uh, two blocks down, there's a uh, Happy Henry's, the burger chain. You get me uh, three uh, Happy Henry meals, yeah, but make sure they got Russian dressing on it, and I'll tell you whatever you want. Oh, it's fucking Paul, cold. Paul takes his wallet out and just takes out a $100 bill and says, here, this is enough for, I don't know, four Happy Henry things or whatever. Here. Uh, no, man. Can't go. Can't step foot in place. <clears throat> Paul just kind of, like, folds the bill and looks around at everybody. Too fucking hot. Hey, uh, hey, Odyssey, man, why don't you go hook a, a friend up with them burgers while we having a chat? Yeah, well, all right, whatever. Uh, give me the money. I'll, uh, I'll get us some burgers. Now, you said you need three of them? Yeah, three. Gotta have Russian dressing. Make sure they put Russian dressing on them. If they don't, you just fucking throw it away. So, two bills. And hands them to Mars and says, why don't you get another jacket while you're there? You look a little cold. Sam, what are you doing to that door back there, man? He's pissed off. Because <laughs> Lightning admonished him about it. So Sam, as you guys are talking, Sam, you, you could hear like, you know, some rattling and whatnot uh, behind you as he seems to be trying to fix the door. And one of the locks, like, he just couldn't get it to go in place. And you just see like his, his muscles kind of pump out. And he just ends up ripping like the bolts right off the wall. And then Joe just like, what the fuck, man? What? I thought well, we were I cool. Trying to, I was trying to fix fix what I broke. It's, more, it's broken more, man. I'm a beast of failure, sorry. <laughs> the fuck? You guys hey, are... hey, hey, Marzo. <laughs> give me a milkshake. You like, you well, see what you, the uh... fuck is this? Am I a fucking, uh, I don't know, one of them delivery guys or something? Fucking, just fucking go. Do I look like Uber Eats over here? God damn it. The fuck a Uber Eats? <laughs> You're letting the draft in, man. He, like, grabs, Joe grab, grabs a handful of clothes and tries to put it on, like, the corner that's exposed now. He's like, You're letting the cold air in. I, I was trying to fix it. I'm, I'm sorry. You don't need to get all blubbery about it, man. Just, you know. <laughs> Shit happens. Alright, so we got our best man on the task at the Boygas. So, uh, I mean. What the hell is a boiga? You know, hi, I'm boiga. <laughs> it's that black guy in the Star Wars movies, right? <laughs> hamburger. Hamburger. He just keeps saying it and looking between everybody. That's what he want, wouldn't it? Happy Henry Hamburger. <laughs> Where the fuck is this guy from? I'm from L.A., Louisiana. <laughs> and he just... You guys have heard this line 100,000 times. It's his favorite line. Uh, so being the first time Joe's heard it, he's like... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Red just flashes a smile. And he's like, so... How you collect your information? You don't leave this... You don't leave your warm spot here. Oh, you know. Put your ear to the ground, you can hear almost anything. He just kind of looks at you like... like that you like you would understand that kind of nods mm, mm-hmm mm-hmm so what you done hide oh i hear all kinds of stuff 
I know all kinds of stuff about you guys. <laughs> yeah. And I know all kinds of stuff about your boss, Levi. Yeah, I got info just about on anybody. <laughs> He's and, like in a uh, constant state of shivers. Lightning fishes out his one of his um, important pieces of equipment from his inventory and offers him a flask of bourbon. This might take a chill off. You want to sip? You know, no, that's, uh, that's how the man keeps us down, you know. Gets us hooked on this stuff. Don't touch it. Oh, I know that's right. Can't resist, though. And he takes just the smallest little sip and then puts it back away. And he says, well, what you heard about the hotel? Oh, yeah, no, got to wait for the exchange now. <laughs> that's the only fair. <laughs> and uh, but, he just uh, looks at Paul. I would tell you, uh, you know, there's, uh, well, hmm, I don't know if I should say or not. But uh, they got, um, you know, leans really close. And who would be the closest one standing to him right now? Probably Lightning Red. Okay, so he just He's leans over. He's trying to over. be friendly. He leans over and gets really close. And you can get the whole aromatic, homeless smell experience. And um, he is, it gets like right in, close enough to your ear where like you can feel the whiskers of his face like rushing against your cheek. And uh, he says, I say it's haunted. <laughs> kind of laughs and shivers at the same time. Oh. Yeah, they got like, they got like these, uh, they got like these, uh, these little tours that you pay to go in and like, uh, you know, they take you like to haunted rooms and stuff. And I heard they got some like, uh, kids, you know, they come online and they do like, uh, what's that called? Uh, Golden Graham, the hold up the phone, take a picture and stuff. Yeah, it's all over that. <laughs> Golden Graham. <laughs> it's like Red kind of like snickers at him, I guess. Uh, he seems no, like that that's purely me laughing. Red just wouldn't have any idea what the fuck he's talking about. And he's like, oh, so it's like one of them, uh, them tourism ghost deal. They had uh, haunted matches in down in New Orleans town too. Yeah, it's still a hotel, but I guess, you know, business is slow because it's, you know, it's old. Don't have all the amenities of like, you know, Holiday Inn. Just looks around like he doesn't know, understand hotels very well. <laughs> let's, uh, let, let's jump over to Marzo real quick as you're cruising alone, driving out of the parking garage. Uh, I guess I didn't say, are you going to drive there or are you going to walk there? Drive. Drive, okay. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so you get in there and uh, <laughs> maybe pump the music louder than normal if you wish. It's no one else is in the car. And uh, yeah, you drive down. It's about like three blocks away. And you pull up to this uh, Hungry Henry's, which is a small chain that, you know, located mostly in California. It's more like an upscale Denny's, but they're pretty well known for their burgers. And you can do takeout and shit like that. And uh, when you drive up, you see all the parking spots on the street are full, uh, but there is a gated parking lot with an attendant on the back side of the building that has a, a few spaces in, available. Well, there's no drive-through. No drive-through. Either, either eat or in or take out. All right. So yeah, I'll go go there then. Take out. Okay. Are you gonna park in the parking garage or the parking lot? I mean. Uh, just yeah, whatever slots open. Okay, so you pull in, and the guy gives you hands you like a little ticket that you know that you would have to just give and pay when you leave, based on whatever time it was. 
and you pull in and uh, yeah, find a parking spot. Uh, so after you park, doing anything particular, you walk in straight to the restaurant. Um, just uh, probably adjusting my seat a bit. You know, still, I'm still trying to figure out which way I like it. And then, um, you know, just kind of testing out some features in the bit. Eventually, just, all right, okay, I got it. I got it. It's up. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, so you get out and make your way towards the restaurant. And, uh, you know, it's got like those large panes of glass so you can easily see on the inside. And uh, it looks pretty dead uh, given the time of night. But uh, inside you find, you know, there's several round mahogany tables and there's like a wood L counter with stools that separates the dining area from the kitchen. And um, from where you're standing, you can make out uh, there's a line cook in the back working. And there's this large, like, cake bellied cake-bellied African-American male behind the counter. He's got a name tag that says Henry on it. And uh, there's one tweaky-looking skinny white teenager, like a shaved head, uh, except for a couple of spikes of like pink hair that are colored, uh, are the only people that seem to be in the restaurant right now. Okay, so you walk up to the register, and the large, uh, large guy is there behind the counter. How can I help you, sir? Uh, yeah, uh, give me one of three of them, uh, Hungry Henry meals. Is that for here to go? Uh, to go, make sure there's, uh, that Russia sauce on Kind of just pauses and stares at you for a bit. Russian dressing? Yeah, uh, I guess that's, they said, need some of that Russia dressing. Yeah, yeah, okay. And, uh, he writes it down, puts this, turns around and gives a slip to the line cook. And, uh, large dude just kind of turned around he's got seems very kind of somber relaxed and um he's kind of eyeing you up and down and then in the midst of that moment the skinny tweaky guy sitting at the one of the tables in the back he yells up and he goes hey my mark i thought you said you guys didn't have the russian dressing anymore and uh the guy kind of cuts him off as uh he's in mid-sentence and he's like yeah well we got some left it's fine Mars are just kind of shrugs like whatever <laughs> <laughs> and a few minutes later, uh, the meals come out, and he's like, uh, "That'll be twenty-one uh, fifty. Marzo uh, gets hands of hundred that he got from Paul. Man, come on, I can't break a hundred. The fuck, man? What the fuck is this? A hundred bucks? I, I ain't got. I can't. I got, ain't got change on me. They only let me keep that much change at night. All right. Well, uh, give me a few hungry hundred. Let's keep it. <laughs> 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 All right, what do you want? Easy, come, oh, easy go. Uh, how many hungry Henry meals it takes to get a hundred? Just the regular ones? Well, all of them with that Russian sauce. But uh, yeah, he like corrects you very quickly. Russian dressing? Dude, Russian dressing sauce. Fuck, I'll oh, just fucking do it. It's the hundred dollar counter. Once you get kind of aggressive, he kind of shrinks back and he's like, yeah, yeah. All right. This all be cool. He's acting like really nervous about this whole exchange for some reason. And uh, he'll order some more. And he's like, it'll be just a few more minutes. I'm sorry. It's like an awkward. There's like, the, you know, very gentle, like Muzak playing in the background. Is this like one of the places that has like Happy Meal toys and stuff? Uh, no. <laughs> this is the kind of place that you would get like a, a piece of paper and like a shitty pack of crayons. <laughs> oh. I mean, like, like, 
Fitbit stuff information on there. Yeah. You know, Marzo's going to pick up a couple. <laughs> like, did you know that a whale is a mammal? Yeah. Like that kind of stuff. <laughs> uh, so you grab <laughs> a couple. The biggest dick to animal is a whale. <laughs> <laughs> That's just handwritten in by somebody else. It wasn't on the original paper. Uh, so a few moments pass, and he, your meals, all your meals now, and uh, you you end up with like a couple dollars and change. And uh, he's like, the big guy turns to you, he's like, yeah, he, he here's your meals, man. Oh, and uh, he like leans in kind of close, and he's like, tell him, tell me, it's not fucking Russian dressing anymore, man. It's French, right? Mars is just like, fuck, I'm done here. Um, he just turns around, and walks away. <laughs> okay, so as you walk out the door, you know, you can hear the little bell as it opens and you leave. And then as soon as uh, it closes, you hear the bell again, like the door's been opened. And as you step out, you like, you got two big fistfuls of, like, Happy Henry meals in your hand. Um, you can see that skinny white kid pop out, and he has this, like, big, like, uh, um, like, professional-style camera. And he just holds it up, and he just takes a picture of you. Yo, what the fuck? And as soon as you say that, he just bolts. And you see him run towards a truck that's parked on the street. Fuck. Um, chase him down. All right. <laughs> with, <laughs> with the uh, with the Henry Mills in hand, what are you doing yeah. with those? Yeah, the Henry, Henry Mills in hand. <laughs> just flapping on his sides. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so you're chasing him down. And uh, he's got a, a little bit of a head start on you. But let's make a roll here to see if you catch up with them or not. So give me a, uh, let's see, let's do dex and athletics. And I'll set the DC to, let's see, do you want to just, what's your goal here? Just to catch him or do you want to also make sure that the Hungry Henry meals don't get damaged? Well, I want to make sure the Hungry Henry meals are not damaged. Okay, then. One second. Okay, go ahead. Give me the roll. Dex and athletics. Okay, cool. Alright, uh, so you, uh, <laughs> just like, the bags are like flapping in the air, but somehow the paper manages to stay intact. You have a good balance of, when you cut a corner, like, you keep the bags close to you, you know, so like the inertia doesn't pull them outwards or anything like that. Man's a pro. And, um, and you run up to him, and you're able to catch him, um, as he's opening the truck door. And you can see, it's a four-door white pickup truck, and there's uh, another kid, um, Looks like a Hispanic kid, shaved head, leather jacket. Um, he's got a bunch of piercings on his face. And he's in the driver's seat. As uh, as you're catching up to him, the kid that took the picture of you, he's like, he's like, go, 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 go. And uh, you have a moment here with your arms full of uh, fast food and the kid jumping in the truck. What do you want to do? Uh, I want to grab the kid, pull him out. Okay. So you grab the kid and you drop all the food on the ground. So like these these are meals so there's drinks in there too so they're like the drinks like the the liz burst off of them and like soda flies up in there and, well, i uh, bet at least three of them will survive though <laughs> and uh hits all over the ground and uh you grab the kid and as he's pulling the other kid is starting up the truck and you can just hear it start up and he just starts to peel out and the kid that you grab he gets caught in this weird position where the truck is moving forward and you're holding onto like his back of his legs. And uh, so he just kind of like gets nailed into the back panel of the truck as you're holding onto him. And he manages to throw the camera into the truck as the truck peels off. Okay. And you have him on the ground 
all covered in, we'll say, Pepsi product. Yo, what the fuck? Who are you? Why are you taking my picture? So, uh, since you don't seem as angry as maybe he's, he's expecting, um, he's tries to keep calm and he's just like breathing very heavily but steadily and he's like just don't just don't do anything crazy man and he looks like this by the way <laughs> yeah Can't just uh just my what's going on why are you taking my picture who the fuck are you come on man just you know why i'm taking your picture and he just kind of his eyes like bulge out after he says that like oh why the fuck i say that the fuck i don't want to get it it's like shakes Fucking talk straight. He like just looks at the, your order that you dropped on the ground. The fuck? And he just like slaps him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so you you won't have to roll for that. Um, you will just hit him. Um, are you doing it to just like with the intention of hurting him, or just to like get him to straighten just, up? Yeah, straighten up. Okay, so you give him a, a nice firm slapped to the face and he's like because you you, or, you ordered the stuff man and he like points to the bag he's like, just, just, what, what, just look I, I I know I know you guys like to be secretive alright I, I, I won't tell anybody it's just, just let me go I'll let you go you tell me who the fuck you are and what you're doing he, he kind of looks he gives you like a look and he's like you don't you don't recognize me I don't fucking know you uh, you got a phone? What, you trying to friend me or something? What the fuck do you want? <laughs> you got, you got like a smartphone? <laughs> yeah, I got a phone. What, what's it to you? Just, just, uh, just go YouTube. Uh, look up, uh, Baggins, Baggins Ghostbusters. He's like holding him up in the air with one hand. <laughs> by, the, by like the shirt or whatever. And they picking up his Honda Odyssey. Okay, you thumb it in. Your big fucking thumbs hard hit all the letters <laughs> accurately. Um, so yeah, you pop it in and you find a YouTube channel. It's got like uh, about, let's say about 200,000 subscribers. And uh, it seems to be like... Uh, it's basically real uh, was it ghost adventures from sci-fi channel the equivalent of that like you just see all these posts of them going into like haunted places um and you kind of flip through it a little bit and you find some descriptions and let's see give me a uh i think you being a drug dealer let's see give me uh retired wits wits and streetwise check Don't stick it up. uh wits is a you think you got wits hit already? Streetwise is in your social social section. You got two dots in it. Okay. Cool. Yeah, you can tell based on like his descriptions of his videos and some of the comments that there's like some I don't know street talk or slang talk in mixed in the comments that you can tell that when they're doing these ghost adventure kind of things that they are all very very high. Like they all get fucking high and jacked up before they do it and then they make these videos. He uh, he turns to the kid and says, "What the fuck is this?" It's my YouTube channel. I we do like you know, ghost adventures and stuff. Except those guys are fucking posers. All right, we do real shit. Okay, so uh, you taking pictures of ghosts or something? What the fuck? Why are you taking my picture? Man, I I don't want to say it because 
I don't know what you're gonna do, so just fucking look in the bag, man. Look in the bag. And he like points to the meals that you dropped on the ground. No, I'm not looking in the bag, I'm talking to you. You you one of the Oh god. And he just like starts looking around, and he's like starting to panic, and he's like and he's like looking at you in like deep, deep uh, eye contact, like he's trying to find something to confirm whatever he's thinking about. And he's like, "You one of the, you one of them, right? I know you one of them." I go, "Fuck! Don't kill me, man! Come on! Don't kill me! Don't kill me! I know shit! I can, I can help you! I can help you!" And like, he's just like, it seems like now something's clicked in his head. Like he's got this great idea. He's like, "Yeah, I can help you! I can help you! I, I can, uh, I can be like watch out or something like that, you know?" One of them. One of who? I mean, and then he like looks down at his jacket. He's like, "Oh, you mean this?" Yeah, I'm part of the uh, Honda Odyssey Enthusiast Club of LA, south southeast section. And then he uh, kind of like shows off like his like little badge and stuff. <laughs> I didn't realize we were that popular already. And uh, he seems like a little confused. Like he doesn't know if you're letting this is this is an out for him or not. And he's uh, just like, yeah, that's what I meant. Sure, sure, man. Are we cool? Alright, well, yeah, I guess if you just wanted a picture, just ask. Hey, if you want, I can uh, I can uh, show you my uh, Honda Odyssey right now. Uh, nah, man, I'm cool. My, my buddy, I gotta, I gotta catch up with him. We gotta, sh- we gotta do a show later tonight. Alright, well, uh, with yourself, just uh, watch out next time, you know, if you, uh, you know, just taking pictures of strangers, you know, they get the wrong idea, see? But, uh, you know, I, I see, you know, we're young, whatever. And then yeah, picks, yeah. Lets him down and picks up his bags. <sighs> All right, cool man. So we're cool, right? And he's just like slowly. He has his hands up, and he's just like slowly backing away. Yeah, just uh, next time, you know, ask ask for pictures. Uh, yeah, yeah. Noted, noted. Right, right. Pictures. <sighs> man, enjoy your burgers, man. And he just kind of like starts to walk away. Uh, whatever. And uh, he uh, picks up the bags and heads back to. The- Honda Odyssey. Alright. Uh, after you drop the bags, I noticed that said like the, some of the cups had burst or whatever. Um, but you can see like uh, a hard plastic outline in one of the paper bags that seems like there's something out of place inside the bag. Now that it's kind of burst burst open or split open, you can see more. It ignores it. goes back to the Honda Odyssey. Alright. <laughs> uh, Alright, so you go back to your Odyssey? Yeah, and you can, you can leave. <laughs> Alright, uh, he heads, uh, he, he goes to drive back. Uh-huh. Alright, you go to drive, uh, drive back, and as you're like leaving, you can see like cops whiz by you in the other direction, uh, going the way the truck went. And uh, yeah, you can drive back to the parking garage. Alright, and uh, it pulls in, using his like, you know, that rear camera, lining up the lines just right. But like, Alright, so what's everyone else doing? <laughs> <laughs> I don't need the RP of you going through the features of your <laughs> imaginary vehicle. <laughs> so uh, I think Red would try to just start to ask him about the information, leaning on his his uh, awe and his persuasive ability. Okay. Uh, I think we're getting ready to lose OGJ again. Okay. So uh, he'd be like, yeah, a ghost, man, that's wild. I don't know if I ever seen a ghost. I mean, I didn't used to think that was real, but here I am sucking blood to keep living. 
And as soon as you say that, he just starts like this really like uh, disturbing laugh. That even for vampires, it's like it's really off-putting because he's like shivering at the same time. So he's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I know it's crazy. It's crazy, right? Oh, uh, yeah. What I mean, it's some real ghosts, some figurative ghosts. You know, it's all about interpretation. But, uh, yeah, yeah, man. They got fucking ghosts and shit. And, uh, oh, man. He says, uh, yeah, but, you know, I gotta, gotta have my fucking burgers, man. Where's your guy? Where's your guy at? I'm sure he's coming now. What do you know about it? Not these specific ghosts, because that's part of the deal. But what do you know about ghosts in general? Uh, they're real. <laughs> they're real, man. Mm. Mm. And uh, mm. you know, some of us, man, just, some of us know how to uh, like fucking use use them like weapons. Use them like weapons. Yeah, man. How's like, that? Uh, he kind of looks at you for a second and chooses to like readjust his vocabulary, and he says, "Yeah, like you can c- control them like they're servants." Hmm. That's some wild shit. Yeah, I can't do it, but you know, just some folks get. And then around this time is when Marzo is beep, 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 like locking his car and walking over, I guess, maybe with a bunch of wet bags of food. So, uh, Marzo comes in. How many bags of, of, of these did I get? Well, I under two bags. How many meals? Uh, let's see. You paid. You got $2 back. <laughs> you paid. <laughs> They're like seven bucks a meal. You only needed three, but you paid for $100 worth. So you got like nine some of them so are better comes in. Yo, I hope you guys are hungry. I got a lot here. And you see uh, Joe, at first he's pretty excited. And then uh, then he's like, he looks a little disturbed when he sees the number of meals that you got. And he's like, what the hell, man? I said three. What What is this? Yo, they wouldn't break a hundred. So I just got a bunch of them. More merrier, right? And he like comes over and like rips the bags out of your hands. And uh, he'll throw one on the ground and just start tearing it open. And you can see, like, inside there, you see, like, you know, a, a little bag of fries. You see something that looks like a burger. But it's a very long square shape. And he, like, rips open the burger. And in between, like, the bread and the meat and the cheese, you see a blood pack inside the burger. And then he sees, we see one, and then he starts ripping up on all the burgers. And they're all filled with blood packs. And he just, like, puts his hands on his head. And he's like, fuck, man, I can't. This is too much. This is suspicious, man. You guys are like so fucking the door, and now this. <laughs> well, there's no fucking pleasing people these days. I'm gonna. Do I see what's in it? Yeah, you can see it. He's ripping. I'm gonna grab one and eat one. I'm gonna grab one and drink one. All right. Uh, so when you grab, go to grab one, he Joe immediately just like stands up and he's like, "What the fuck you doing? You said you can't eat them all. That's not what I said." <laughs> I'm going to ignore him and eat one. You shouldn't eat that, man. All right. So you bite into it. You drink it down. You. Let's see. Let so I have iron way. gut, by the way, if that matters. Iron gullet. I can feed from cold blood, rancid blood, fractionated plasma. Oh, okay. That's cool. Then you drink down a pack. And he's like, uh, he just watches you deal with his arms folded. And he's like, just looking at the group. He's like, all right. One last bit of information for you, then. You only wanted four. What did you want? Four? Three? You only wanted three. You got more than Look, enough man, here. I asked you for three for a reason, all right, man? You already fucked up my rules, 
And now you're like acting like this is yours now after you broke my fucking door. You broke it twice, man. You don't even know how to fix a door? What the fuck? Does it do anything for hunger, those bags? Uh, yeah. Do I take one away? Uh, I think so. Unless your okay. hunger is one, then it doesn't. Oh, okay. Yeah, hunger is okay. one. Okay. Thank you, Jordan. And he's just extremely upset now. He's not gonna. He's not trying to fight you, but he's just fucking pissed. Lightning tries to kind of intercede and be like, "Hey, look, Joe, buddy. We just, you know, we're we're trying to be friendly. I'm sure that's why Mazo done what he did. Try to bring you more of that thing you wanted. Look, you could have been straight with us. Told us to deal with these." With these hamburgers, but uh, you know he didn't know. It's fine. It's gonna be all right. Come on, ain't man, share a meal. Ain't nothing happened, right, Marzo? Yeah, just uh, some burgers. I thought he wanted the fucking burgers, man. What a fucking waste. Look, man, I got a real intricate setup. All right, this is how I fucking can stay here. You know, I can't be out there. It's fucking freezing. It's like an iceberg out there. So I need to do what I gotta do. You put this shit in jeopardy. You order. You order. Three work, three weeks worth of shit. He just gets more pissed. No, oh, fine. Well, you don't want it. You don't want it. Just take it back. I can't. Do you not listen? I can't step out there. All right. Look, I think uh, maybe Red is trying to calm him down a bit. So if you want to make a roll for that. Yeah, I do. Would that be persuasion? I think it would be. Uh, yeah. I mean, I would say charisma. Charisma and yeah, well, yeah, charisma and yeah, persuasion would work. Yeah. Okay, so I can since I have awe on, I can have my presence rating. Okay. So that would be three plus. Difficulty is going to be a little high since you're basically fucking with this guy's blood supply. Plus seven, eight. Okay, well, I have many, many dice, so. <laughs> Messy critical success. <laughs> I'll maybe let you choose how you want to to have that manifest itself, since it's a positive thing. What do you do that where you also rely on your beast? Yeah, okay. So Red just kind of grits his teeth at uh, the bickering, and he's like, Look, look, man, look, I just need you to feel calm, and you'll be all right. Look, there ain't nothing, ain't nothing happened. He got the stuff here. It's fine. I mean, he looked like he dropped it like a dumbass or something. But, you know, you just need to relax and everything's going to be cool. You got what you needed. You got more than what you needed. You're going to be okay. You don't got to have nobody come around, you know, risk to blow up your thing again to try to get you another order. So everything's going to be fine. You just need to relax. Yeah, okay, man. All right. I mean, it's just... This guy, he like gestures the same, comes and he breaks my door and then he like breaks it twice. And then this guy, you know, he's brought me my stuff. But man, it's, what if this is suspicious, man? You know, it's, I got a, I got a good thing set up with the burger place. All right. All right, fine. It's cool. So the hotel and uh, he like just throws more clothes on the gap in the door. And uh, he says, uh, yeah, there's, um. Yeah, there's something in the basement. Something that's a leftover mistake from a different era. Wander in the basement. I ain't seen it, but I know it's down there. I've heard the stories. I connect the dots. And uh, Lightning just kind of looks between the crew. He's like, what kind of kind of thing are we talking about? It ain't a ghost, man. It's real. Flesh and blood. But, uh... 
word on the street is it used to be, well, the old prince, not the current one. But uh, bad night, acting out in passion, made a mistake, and uh, the results of that mistake are rolling around in the basement. Shit. Would uh, Lightning have an idea of what he's talking about? Probably not. I would say, given your, like, the amount of time you've been in the city, you would know the old prince anyways is Lestat. Not Lestat. What the fuck is his name? Lestat's the one from the fucking uh, the Anne Rice thing. Uh, L.A. Prince. I have my notes. Hold on. LaCroix. Oh, I think it's the, f- the Fresh Prince. <laughs> uh, it was LaCroix was his name. And uh, he's no longer the current prince of L.A. Now he's, like, in San Francisco, apparently. Yeah, he's running a water company. He makes, uh, you know, seltzer waters. <laughs> best money can buy they take the long way around just to increase the price uh so yeah you know so Croy, but you don't know i don't think red would have an inkling of what exactly what kind of thing he's talking about and uh, red's like he just kind of uh tilts his head to the side and flips his sunglasses down a little bit and he's like what you mean didn't he move yeah he's gone He's gone, but, you know, remnants of him stay is still here. At least that one is. Look, man, you've seen the beast, right? You've all had a bad night once. You ever imagine what happened if the beast was just always on? We got a Beowulf situation. The fuck is Beowulf? It's kind of like uh, looks confused. An old book. Like the Bible? Yeah, yeah, just like the Bible. I like the new one myself. Wait, so you saying he done split in two? What? No, man, I don't know. Just I think he, like, you know... He accidentally embraced somebody and uh, they're fucking around in the basement. Knocked up down there. Oh, oh, oh. So you saying the old prince made this thing? Yeah, I mean, that's just me. That's my, that's my me connecting the dots, you know? Hmm. That's a hell of a damn thing. And you think that's the source of them ghost stories? He just kind of shrugs. He like bites down into a blood pack, sucks it dry. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. But, uh,. Seems to reason. Mm. Stands to reason that might be it. How long that thing ran down there for? Why the hell you guys want to get in the hotel anyways? Place is like, got roaches in it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Lightning Red just kind of smirks at the absurdity of the comment <laughs> of this dirty guy fucking eating dirty old blood out of a fucking hamburger store bag and he was worried about roaches. <laughs> and he's like, ah, just we checking something out for Levi, man. We just need to know what's going on. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, that's that's the story. Take it or leave it. Damn, that's wild. Alright, Joe, and he just kind of looks around at the the sad bunch. Uh and he's like, Alright man, sorry about Joe Doe. I'm sure you get Levi to touch it up for you. He probably steal one off of one of his slum houses or whatever he up to. Uh, <laughs> all right, man. Well, look, we're going to run. Uh, maybe see about take a look at this hotel. That's nearby, right? This is around the corner. Yeah, just a block down. All these burgers? That's all the information you give us? Really? He's kind of shrugs, like licking some something off of his finger. And he's like, what the fuck? This is a fucking Russian dressing. The fuck is this? French. He like pick. He picks up the <laughs> bun and he like smells it. The fuck? He like looks at Marzo. Well, I told the guy Russian dressing. 
He said something about it's French dressing or something now. I don't know. <sighs> and uh, right. Lightning Red just looks angry too, and he's like, Who the fuck gonna put French dressing on a burger? Just shrugs. I walk to the Joe door. Like, make me sick. I walk oh, to the yeah, door, no. lift it off its hinges. <laughs> yeah, man, thanks. I will, uh, I'll pay for that with my fucking... I don't have any money, man. What the fuck? Hey, Paul, give our man some money. Just, I don't know, make him feel better. Paul tried to give you a hundred, but you didn't want it, so... Fuck and, off. Uh, Red starts... Hey, 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 alright. And he just starts to kind of, like, press the guys out of the room. <laughs> into the cold, the freezing... Uh, subarctic cold of outside of this room. Must feel so good when we get outside. And uh, Red just turns around and he's like, Joe, you be good, man. All right, you take care. I'm going to close this door up tight for you. I'm sure uh, you be down one lock. You still going to be good, though. Ain't nobody know you're here. Everything cool. All right. Thanks for the info. We let you know what happened because it's in your neighborhood. I'm sure you appreciate it. And he just like closes the door. And he's like, like, it's only slightly muffled now. And he's just like, the fuck is fucking leaking in, man. And you can like see like clothes start to fill in the gap as he's like just shoving shit in there. And Lightning Red just hops along a couple steps and he's like, Marzo, Marzo, where my fucking milkshake at, man? I feel like I sweating like a hoe in church in that motherfucker. The fuck? I didn't think you were serious. What the fuck? Standing in that hot-ass fucking sauna with that smelly motherfucker, and you thought I was joking about getting a milkshake? Yeah, you're a fucking vampire. Why well, you need a milkshake? <laughs> oh. oh. God damn it. And uh, he just walks over to the... Walks over to the Honda Odyssey. Alright. Marzo takes out the remote, and he hits the button, and the sliding door opens. You hear this little tune. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. The car uh, like is a song when you open it. Yeah, it's like a little little jingle thing, you know. It's like when you open one of those expensive greeting cards and it just starts <laughs> playing when the two contacts come apart. Or a Samsung washing machine. Yeah, that's what I was gonna really say. It sounds like our washing machine. <laughs> unaware that he was getting the premium package he just got a honda odyssey <laughs> dealer put in all the whistles yep. all right got, well uh even got the extra floor mat okay so you're in the truck you're in the van i mean uh, maybe this would be, be a good time i'll be right out. there and i'll stop and take a piss on the on that guy's door <laughs> like what are you gonna piss blood? <laughs> you piss blood i don't know they don't vampires don't piss no no drink just got his dick out. <laughs> Rub it against his door. It's not working. <laughs> My dick's not working. What's going on here? I think like you can probably rouse the stones. blood maybe to to squirt blood out of your dick. <laughs> Shoot some fucking dust out of it. Oh. All right. Is it worth it, it's always worth it, just like spinning the tires. Piss blood on the door. Are you doing this uh, stealthily, or are you doing it uh, with? Were you wanting him to know that you're doing it? No, I don't want him to know I'm doing it. All right, but he'll notice if he ever opens the fucking door. Great. Someone will probably call that in. Police will come check it out. <laughs> yeah. Fucked. Good. Fuck him. <laughs> I like him. What? And uh, lightning red hurries up and gets in the 
in the car and turns the radio to a better station and acts like nothing happened. 93.4 Oldies <laughs> Delilah A long, long time ago Oh, hell no, no and he just turns it off. <laughs> <laughs> Mambo was under attack. All right, let's take a break because I want to poop, and this is a good place to take a break if anyone wants to also try to catch Paul up because I think he missed basically everything. Yeah, I got no idea what's going on. Fantastic. All right. So you guys were in the van in the parking garage. And uh, where are you headed? I guess we better go to that hotel. Take a look. Maybe we drive by a block a couple times. Uh, all right, then. Lamar's is driving. Yeah, all right. Is everyone in the? Is everyone in the car? I you see can tell it. by the indicator on the panel that uh, Paul doesn't have a seatbelt on. Yo, Paul, buckle up. I think that is an indicator Ooh. that he's not here. Okay. Oh, Where's how do these things work? Oh, there we go. Okay. All right, everyone, buckle up. All right, here we go. <laughs> trying to kill me, man. <laughs> trying to fucking kill me, dude. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking be haunting your ass here in a minute. So now, Mars is definitely bobbing his head at this part. <laughs> okay, so as you uh, pull out of the parking lot, jam the smash mouth. Jam uh, slapping Marzo. his leg. Ah, bah, bah. Hey, Marzo. now. <laughs> and uh, when you pull out, you know, you're a safe driver. So you're looking both ways, checking the streets and everything. Can easily see on the opposite side of the street. That white truck that you saw earlier is parked there. The window is down. And you can see what appears to be like a camera lens popping out of the window. And you can see a quick flash as your car pulls out of the, the uh, garage. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> this is these fucking bozos again. Yo, what the fuck was that? Uh, don't worry about it. They're, uh, they're fans. They're, uh, they really like the uh, Honda Odyssey enthusiast club that... Uh, that we're in, you know, big fans of the. Uh, I can't imagine Southeast, that's true about South, nobody on this Southeast planet. Southeast chapter. You sure you didn't misunderstand them? No, that's the what we talked about. Peels out. The truck peels out and takes off down the street. I need you to follow them. What are we gonna follow them for? We go into the fucking hotel, right? Let's go. We gonna follow a bunch of fucking kids taking pictures of us after we just done some sensitive business? Yes, we gonna follow them. It could be related. Yeah, we delivered some goddamn burgers. What kind of sensitive business this is this? thing got a gas pedal you can step on? The car is now, the truck is now out of sight. <laughs> Look, it's gone already. Let's just go. Okay. All right. You pull out and you <laughs> drive towards the hotel, which is uh, just a couple blocks away. So uh, you take the drive, no big deal, and uh, you pull up to the hotel. Pull up my pictures like this at night. This is a Biltmore, LA downtown hotel. Are the three, yeah, the three towers are all part of it, I guess. Yeah, it's kind of like a W shaped. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, there's, um, of course, the street parking is empty. 
because it's like one o'clock in the morning uh and it has a parking garage that goes underground underneath it yo this place is pretty swanky mm-hmm. marzo uh, turns into the underground parking garage okay you pull in there's a quick sign on the side it says um 30 minutes free parking and then it shows like rates for guests and rates for non-guests and you can go in get a little ticket from the machine it's all automated and you can go down it looks like there's uh, two levels and you can find a spot basically anywhere. It looks like the guest portion of the uh, lot is almost empty right now. Look like they ain't doing big business. Yep. Well, uh, maybe some hard times, you know. Maybe people just don't got the money for this kind of place. Mm-hmm. Luckily, we got Paul. Yeah, Mr. Moneybag's over here. And pats him on the shoulder. That's Paul for oh. you. That's Paul for you. Not connected and not <laughs> listening. And there's stairs leading up to the lobby or there's an elevator like any normal hotel. Is there anything going down? No. no there's a second level to the parking garage. So there's two, two underground levels for parking. Well, we know we're looking for something in the basement. So we need to go down. Well, maybe we ought to check what's going on in the street level too. They said something about Cops running around and everything. Maybe we could ask somebody. I ain't exactly got a hard dick to go try to find whatever monster they was talking about. All right, let's go in. I ain't got a hard dick means I'm not excited to, right? You figured it out. <laughs> not heard that expression. Let's go get out of this wind. <laughs> Damn it, Marzo, roll up the windows. All right, so you're going to the, uh, what, upstairs? Yeah, just go poke around the lobby. All right, it's very classic, you know, kind of elevator. It's got, like, brass finishings and whatnot. It's got an old-school bell for when you arrive. Ding! And uh, it opens up into, like, a gallery space, uh, which looks like this, the inside of the hotel. So very swanky. Red just, like, flips his sunglasses down, and he's like, Man, this place is beautiful. I like this place. Yeah, Red can't help but to like, you know, have his stop himself every couple feet to look at like a mural or something on the ceiling, some of the sculptures and whatnot. There's some uh, some real like uh, refined classical jazz music playing through the speakers, which uh, he would identify or at least appreciate. Yeah, you would uh, identify the current artist being played is. Uh, Bradley Bowman. See, this ain't one of them chain things where they, you know, they give them this and that, tell them what to do, and you gotta do it that way, and that's it. No conversation. Somebody is taking care of this place. This place is unique. And I think, uh, let's see, nobody has any dots to. Yeah, I think anyone that's been in LA will know it's like like one of the oldest hotels still active in LA, so it has a lot of history. Has a lot of uh, old stories about like uh, the silver eight silver screen movie stars like committing suicide in the rooms and things like that. There's all those kind of like uh, old urban legends and things like that. And uh, yeah, you can walk through. It seems very uninhabited, or at least it's wide enough to not even notice where most people are. And when you pass in the gallery, you can see a little sign pointing to the to the lobby slash reception. And then there's signs pointing to like a bar, and then. Uh, guest room elevators there's a sign over that way 
so uh, Red looks at the signs and he chooses to head towards the bar, his natural environment. Okay, so you head over to the bar. It's uh, empty. It's very uh, cozy. Um, probably only seats about 20 people or so. And there's a beautiful wooden bar countertop with like a brass rail on top of it. And uh, there's an old, bald gentleman behind the counter polishing some glasses. Is there any, like, clients? Uh, the bar is empty right now. Just the guy, the bartender, is there. Alright, so uh, Red just kind of strolls up and uh, eases into one of the stools. And the old man spins around. He said bald. He said he does some hair. Looks like the wrong picture. Looks like this. And uh, he's got a nice suit on. Good evening, sir. Late night. Yep. Oh, I love one. You got a bourbon? Ah, bourbon man. Yes, sure. My choice or looking for something in particular? Yeah, whatever you like for you, he clarifies. And he like scans the the selection. He like passes over some bigger names and he has this little little black bottle. Um, It says Dust Devil on it. And uh, he's like, at this time of night, I think I'd go for this one. And he pulls it off the shelf and pulls you a little drinking glass. Sits down uh, some dried fruit beside it. What brings you into town tonight? Oh, I just always wanted to see the inside of this place. Oh, yeah. It's a nice place. Had better times, but uh, they seem to keep it maintained well on the inside. Near pristine condition. Mm. Look like ain't nobody staying here. As he takes a sip of the bourbon with kind of a... (laughs) Kind of like a... uh, quizzical look on his face like how could that possibly be yeah i don't know it's flex to me as well i guess people just don't have a they want more modern touch you know amenities and whatnot uh automated uh this and that touch screens on here and there i mean it's if you've ever been in any of the rooms it's very very much the way it was probably 20 30 years ago everything's manual the phones are just regular ro- uh, rotary phones. They've kept those in place. They have uh, some specialty repairman that comes in to repair all this old shit. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. And then, you know, you hear the stories. People say, like, it's haunted and whatnot. Sometimes we even get these these uh, goons, these young punks that come in here with their cameras and they try to, like, catch ghosts. I like garbage. If you ask me, it just detracts from the hotel, you know? You got these... They look like they're obviously on drugs or something, running around scaring away customers. But the management lets them do it. I guess they pay them. I don't know. Huh. He just uh, kind of looks down in his glass and takes another sip and he says, Well, it suits me just fine that it looks the way it does, has the stuff in it that do. I prefer it. Yeah, uh, agreed. And he like takes a little drink of something that he had behind the counter. Cheers to that. And uh, Sam, you stroll over to the front desk and you see a young girl, probably a teenager or at least very early 20s, uh, blonde hair pulled back in a ponytail. She looks tired. Um, She seems to be the only one that you can see anyways that's at the desk. And when you walk up, she kind of puts down her phone and kind of straightens up. And she says, "Uh, hello, hello, good evening, sir. How can I help you? Evening. I'm looking for a room. Looking to get a room. Yeah, we, uh, they're almost all available. Uh, what, what kind of room do you like? So, I've heard that this place might be haunted. And she kind of, uh, 
uh, smiles and gives a little smirk. He's like, yeah, we get uh, lots of people that are into that. Is that what you're looking for? You want one of the more uh, classic rooms? Yeah, but I need something that's that's like really haunted. Like, you have documentation of of any of uh, these rooms where somebody actually died or something? Or so I know I'm getting uh, a legit a legit murder room. He kind of like looks around a little bit. She's like, I'm I'm not really supposed to talk about the you know the, the documented like cases and whatnot. And uh, you can give me um persuasion roll. Charisma and persuasion, or if you want to mm. force it in a different way, you can use intimidation if you want to be more aggressive about how you're saying it. Mm. I don't want to be mean there. We'll go with charisma and persuasion, you said? Yeah. Yeah, this is Hold bad. On a I mean, there you go. Go ahead. I only have two, so if it's three, I fail already. Unless I crit, right? Ah, you succeed. Alright. Um, she's like, but uh, you seem like a, a nice guy. I don't know. Uh, yeah, there's uh, there's one room. There's uh, there's this uh, old like jazz singer. I think it was like in like the 70s or something. But uh, yeah, room uh, 14. Uh, what is it? And she like looks on the screen. She's like, we have it blacked out on the computer because we're not supposed to, to rent it out, but it, we can. Um, and she's like, oh, here it is. Uh, 903. Uh, room 903. I guess there was like some sort of, uh, at least there was like some sort of crazy, like 70s. You know, they're all on drugs. Some crazy orgy and like this uh, jazz singer got all ripped up pieces like to shreds. They say it's really nuts. But uh, yeah, there's there's that one. If you want that, she kind of like rolls her eyes and then she just continues. And then we got some other ones. They said like there's an actress killed herself in this room and she kind of lists like a couple of them. Do I, does she have a name tag? I can see her name. Yeah, her name is Katie. Okay. So yeah, that room sounds great, Katie. The jet, that one? All right, yeah, sure. Yeah, the jazz uh, room. It's, uh, even though it's a suite, uh, we have to rent it as a standard room because of the, well, you know. So uh, that'll all be, uh, I will need uh, something for the deposit. So if you have a credit card, and I also going to be uh, $200 for the night. So this is where we may come to a, a problem, Katie. I only use cash. I'm an old style guy. I don't really have credit cards. Oh, uh, okay. Um, well, I think uh, we can. Uh, we'll take a deposit then in cash, and then when you check out, we'll return it to you. That sounds good. I'll do that. If, sure. If that's how things work, <laughs> which I don't know because I've never done that in just cash. Mm. They won't um, let you usually. Oh, really? Well, that's why I was like, oh, we're gonna have a problem. <laughs> She's like, sure, we'll do that. I guess uh, we'll just charge you the rate of the deposit. So it's with half the rate, the rate of the room. So uh, three hundred dollars then. All right, and I'll take out three hundred dollars. All right, and give it you to have her. that. Probably. It's like, okay, here's your key, and she pulls it out, and it's like, uh, it's like a, it's like a silver key with a long wooden stick attached to it that has a room number carved on it, like very Japanese style, actually. And she just hands it to you, and she's like, "Yeah, whenever you uh, need to go out or anything, just hand me your key, and I'll have it back for you when you come back in." Oh, okay. I see how this works. Uh, if I should need any like room services, is there like phone numbers in the room or anything like that? Oh yeah, there's a directory right by the phone. Is there any other creepy things you can tell me about this place? <laughs> what do you mean? Well, other than hauntings. I don't know. It's a big old building, so there's lots of like creaks and moans in the floorboards and stuff but uh sometimes we get uh do you know um uh, baggins ghostbusters it's uh like a cool youtube channel uh like sometimes they come in here and they'll like film rooms and sometimes they say they see ghosts and stuff hmm do you have do you have rooms in the the basement as well do you have a basement (laughs) oh yeah 
there's a basement, but we don't have rooms down there. No, it's just like, you know, there's like a, a boiler and like all that kind of like stuff down there. I see. Is, is there laundry services down there as well? Oh, uh, yeah. That's where the laundry room is, too. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. Oh, By the way, there's you. a chute in your room, too, for your laundry. You just drop it down in there. So don't have to worry about that. Nice. Very nice. Perfect. So, okay. And I'm going to tell well, you, know, thank you. Thank you. And I'm, uh, I'll be sure to uh, tell your manager how helpful you were. Really appreciate right, it. Thank, and, uh, thank you very much, Mr. Reichman. All right. And then I will head back to the uh, lobby area where I guess Paul and Marzo are waiting. That would make sense. So they are there. Yeah, we're just Marzo only. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Paul, Marzo can say anything he wants Paul's, to pull right now. Paul's in, here in spirit. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> when you go over there, Marzo is being like, uh, yeah, so I told her I'll get her some, uh, pick her up some food when we get back. And uh, <laughs> Paul just like pushes his glasses up on his face and he's like, yeah, that's that's great. <laughs> and he pops in some earbuds. You're still going for that oriental girl. <laughs> Paul was had his earbuds not in enough to hear that. And he's like, we don't use that word anymore. And then he pops the rest of his earbuds in. <laughs> My bad. Yeah, you think she'd like some Chinese food? Yeah, I think she would. I think she's a, I think she'd get down with an egg roll. Mm. <laughs> uh, so. I have to put in a note. Given Maybe the custom- way that you're talking, your like voices carry a lot throughout this this uh, gallery. Um, so it's just like echoing all the place. Like even uh, Red is able to pick up someone saying egg roll really loud. She'd probably get a real <laughs> kick out of like a custom a custom fortune cookie maybe. And uh, Red just like turns his eyes towards the door and ignores it. And then uh, he's probably in like second glass now, just kind of chilling with the guy and being like, you know, I've noticed uh, the music they play through this place is great classic oh yeah yes i uh i had them change it myself actually i used to play just classical music but you know there's not enough emotion in just the old classicals and uh he kind of like turns his full attention and squares up on him and he's like that's right uh i like classical music myself but there's no i don't know gets to a point where there's a limit right and you can go beyond that limit you put some vocal tracks in there some modern instruments and you can give it a little something else some that relate to modern people more very well said takes another sip he's like are you in the business not to make assumptions uh sort of a little bit kind of um i run a club over the fantasy gate casino we're trying to turn that place around into something well it ain't never gonna be nice as this but uh into something worth seeing anyhow fantasy gate he takes like a little sip isn't that the place that just preys on old people gets them all liquored up it sure was uh they done did a renovation a couple years ago um we're really trying to class it up a little bit more um we still get them flip-flop wearing types coming through but uh we're starting to draw a younger crowd and and some of the classier people that uh Never done gave a place a chance before. It's a shame it's out there on that big stretch of pavement by the highway. I don't know if we can do too much about that, but... And he just shrugs. We're doing what we can on the inside. Well, maybe live music is something that could draw in some more folks here. 
kind of looks around. We have plenty of empty rooms. Definitely have the space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe, people uh, take it out. Maybe on a, a different night when it's not so late, we can uh, talk business. Maybe uh, you can uh, talk about getting uh, some shows set up in here. I'd love to. Now, you, you're more than just a barman, then. Ah, uh, well, you're very perceptive, aren't you? And he, like, sticks out his hand. He's like, my name's Herman. And uh, Red shakes his hand, and he says, uh, they call me Lightning Red. Lightning Red? No kidding. <laughs> it's not your mother's name, is it? <laughs> nope. Uh, it's one of them schoolyard nicknames that stuck with me couldn't escape it you know how it is well i've uh as you mentioned i'm not just a barman even though i do spend most of my time back here now um i'm part of the old staff i've been running this part of the staff here since as long as it's been in operation at least under the current management anyways oh all right hey uh tell me and he kind of gets this conspiratorial look on his face and he's like he's like uh what do you think about this ghost business, though, for real? What, here at the hotel? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've seen a lot of things in my time, and I'd say that uh, I believe half what I hear. Yeah, it's true. Some people have taken their lives in, in this hotel, but it's not any different than any other place. But uh, ghosts in general, spirits, I think are very real. I think so, too. I think there's more than meets the eye. He just takes another sip, nodding in agreement. Are you going to be staying with us tonight? Uh, well, I better not get back on the road after a couple of these, so... Yeah, I think I'll go try to figure out a room. Let's go see Katie up front. She's, uh... Not too bright, but she's a nice girl. She'll have you set up. <laughs> Sound like my kind of woman, then. Aha! <laughs> to the dumb youth! And then he just raises his glass barely and then drinks the rest of it and then uh, he kind of hops up and he's like alright Herman man I'm gonna turn back up someday pretty soon we're gonna talk about uh, rotating some of my people in around here we'll figure out I don't know what you got in terms of a venue I haven't poked around the whole thing yet but we'll figure it out looking forward to it and he uh, reaches out to shake his hand again okay. he extends his hand shakes it's warm to the touch and he says uh I be good. Good night, Lred. And he just uh, strolls out into the lobby, just kind of still marveling, especially that it's empty of people and uh, and kind of bustle and hustle and bustle. Kind of gives a chance to appreciate it a little bit before he follows the voices over to the group. Yeah, until you hear the Sam. sounds of egg rolls and low main. Sam gives him a nod and holds up the key. Got a room. That's a start. <laughs> How many beds that room got? Doesn't matter. What matters is that there's a laundry chute that goes down and get us in the basement. Your dick getting hard now? Man, you just all ahead <laughs> of yourself to get in some trouble, ain't you? <laughs> You're taking hard now. <laughs> and he's like, well, about my dick, let me go see Katie here for a minute. And kind of smirks and she's a she's a good girl saunters over there okay so when you saunter over you see this same girl described earlier she kind of perks up again she seems surprised to have another customer she puts her phone down and uh she has it's kind of like she leaves it open she just drops it down really quick 
She says, oh, huh? good, e- good evening. Uh, how can I help you? Are you looking for a room? Hey, Katie, I was just talking to Herman over at the bar. He said I could talk to you about figuring out a room for the night. Oh, yeah, Herman. Uh, yeah, sure. What kind of room do you need? I don't know. What kind of room you suggest? And he just kind of smiles at her. Oh, we have almost most of them are available. Uh, do you like uh, Do you like to see the city? Be higher up or closer to the ground floor? You want a suite? Uh, standard room? Mm, I guess closer to the ground floor. I don't want to. You know, these this place is beautiful, and he just kind of looks around behind him, and he's like, I don't know if I trust the elevator though, so I'm gonna use the stairs. All right. Well, the lowest uh, uh, rooms are on the third floor, so I can set you up with a room there. Yeah. Sounds great. Okay. All right. And what should I put the the name of the room under? Whose name? Uh. Name Red Patterson. Red Patterson. Okay. And just the one night. Uh. Yeah. I'll be going on in the morning. Okay. All right. And do you have a card that you would like to uh, put down to hold the room for deposit? And he fishes out his wallet and hands her a credit card with that name he said on it. <laughs> All right. Uh, is this an active card out of game? <laughs> yeah, I think he would have a credit card. All right. So she swipes it and whatnot. And she's like, okay, uh, so it will be uh, $200 for the room and uh, everything. Uh, there's a directory by the phone. A uh, list of amenities are available inside the room, too, in a booklet. And if you need anything, just uh, call down. I'm here until uh, about five in the morning. So Whew. all by yourself. Uh uh, me and, and Herman, for the most part. I think some of the cleaning staff will kind of come in later, though. All right, Dan, well, if I have trouble sleeping, maybe I'll give you a ring. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry? Just for some pleasant conversation, that's all. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, um, well, it's a uh, pleasure meeting you, Mr. Patterson. Have a nice evening. Thank you, Katie. And he takes the key, and uh, he says, you can call me Red. And then he walks off. <laughs> <laughs> she blushes and uh, just kind of picks up her phone and starts flipping through it again. And, Sounds uh, like I came back to something awkward. He, uh... <laughs> now just weird old man flirting with young girl. <laughs> and uh, he strolls up to the group, swinging the key around on his finger, and he's like, well, if we're talking about going down a trash chute or some bullshit... I got one that's lower down. <laughs> I guess that's true. Uh, Jamie's room is going to be from nine stories up. I'm good. I have Featherfall. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you can test it out. <laughs> just imagine him. Just uh, some old <laughs> some old Jew dropping nine stories and just hitting the ground. <laughs> He's like, I'm okay. I'm okay. Superman landing. Superhero landing. He's just like lilting from one side to the other until he touches the ground softly. <laughs> Alright, so you're in the lobby with Marzo and Paul you know, all together. What are you going to do? Oh. Well. I'm going to take this super haunted room. Wait, what you mean? You got a haunted room? I got a super haunted room. That's what I told you. Well, tell me more. It's the. Supposedly, some jazz singer got torn to pieces up in there. They had a big orgy. Maybe you knew this person. I don't know. How long you been in, out here? Would I know the story? Uh, when did he likes jazz? Lightning Red come to L.A.? Do you know what year? He wouldn't have come to L.A. until 
fairly recently, probably like years, but um, in that case, then I would say maybe make me a intelligence and there's not a good like stat for like history related stuff so mm-hmm. i'll say give me intelligence and a cult that makes sense maybe a little bit high difficulty since you're not super familiar with the area no so jazz singer did she tell you who's n- tell you a name no she didn't divulge that information hmm all right well is a can you see the front desk from where they're sitting Oh uh, yeah, it's like you're in this, this long gallery, so you can just you can see it at the very end, you know, the entrance of the building. Paul has a smartphone, right? I believe so. Yeah. It seems like he would have a smartphone. And uh, Red just like pushes his shoulder to get his attention, and he says, "Hey, look up what Jazz Singer killed himself in here, or got killed or something." Paul takes out his uh, earbuds and pushes his glasses up. What? What did you say? Matzah Cracker got a key to a room. Where a jazz singer got killed, or killed somebody, or killed himself, or something. We're trying to figure out who it was. Look it up. He just like motions his finger to Paul's phone. All right, so he like starts, you know, going through his phone, and uh, he's like, I don't know. It seems to be a lot of, a lot of options here. Um, Says something about an orgy. Look up room nine oh three. And after he puts that in, uh, there's like a bunch of hits come up, like a bunch of like uh, like Reddit posts and things like that. Like, I stayed at room 903. Here's my experience. Blah blah blah. And uh, he'll go through a bunch of uh, different posts, and he's like, uh, it looks like some jazz singer named uh, Vivian McLean. Vivian McLean. I guess after a show, uh, some person she was buying. At least this the Reddit post says, some person she was buying drugs off of. They had a big orgy up there, and they ended up like killing her and tearing her to pieces or something they either couldn't identify the body or something like that what's the story about their experience in the room uh let's see um just said it was just a creepy old room some guy said nothing happened some guy said like he saw stuff when he was asleep saw visions um he's like just thumbing through i don't know all seems about the same either everyone says it's bullshit or somebody has some weird story about seeing stuff while they're asleep Oh, a drug dealer done tore to shreds mm, back in the 70s. Marzo, you wasn't dealing drugs back in the 70s, was you? <laughs> I heard what y'all have done to them kids in that house. Woo! Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Marzo just kind of looks... Kind of looks what? Confused. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What does that face look like? <laughs> does his head turn sideways? <laughs> yeah, he's got that. Well, I mean, just imagine the rock looking. <laughs> kind of like, uh, kind of like wincing and like moving his head forward a little bit. Kind of like, like he's trying to look at something that's hard to look at. I mean, don't it sound like one of us done something? Well, werewolves, maybe? I don't know. You know, maybe it sounds like something we did, but we didn't do it. Clearly, we didn't do it, right? I got no memories of doing something like this. I mean, like not this. us specifically. I mean, a Kenry. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you know, maybe. Seems seems like it. Hmm. Uh, Fair enough. Good work, Sam. Maybe we ought to check that one out. You're right. 
<laughs> Paul just like pushes his glasses up and puts one of his earbuds back in and closes his phone. And he looks at Sam. He's like, werewolf Sam, really? You never know. I mean, we just talked to a vampire that eat hamburger blood. What kind of room, <laughs> kind of room do you get, Red? I got one on the third floor if we're going to go down that garbage chute. Shit. Uh, but does every room have a garbage chute or a laundry chute? Oh, it's a laundry chute? That makes a lot more sense. Uh, I think so. All right. Well, you guys head to your room, or if you want to, or if someone wants to come up to mine, that's fine too. Uh, I think Mars is going to go to Sam's room. Yeah, I want to see what's never I seen no had... fucking ghost before. Let's, uh, it's maybe something interesting. Maybe we all ought to go. God, let's go. Let's drop all the gear in front of the door and look <laughs> at the timer. <laughs> Yo, did anyone think to bring a thermometer? Everyone mute on Discord? <laughs> <laughs> all right. My smudge so sticks can... and ready to go. Let's get the thermometers out. So you say you're going to Sam's room? The ninth floor? Yeah. All right. So you walk over elevators, look like this. Yes. Yeah. I got I got pictures of this entire fucking hotel. So. <laughs> uh. So you walk over the elevators. Way to play. Very nice. Looking. And Red just goes, look, 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 and he points at the carpet, and he's like, "It's my fucking place." And uh, yeah, Red kind of gets that impression. Like everything that Red has seen in this hotel so far it like it touches like all your sensibilities anything that you would feel stylish in terms of like the style of the the tapestries or the paintings or the carpets and shit like that they all like just hit hit your sweet spot the music everything i fucking love this place do we all hear the same music and everything yeah you do it's like this uh classical jazz music okay and uh yeah you walk over the elevator and uh, you put in the ninth floor it goes up and you can step out i can't wait As to see the picture of the door <laughs> and you're in the elevator it's pretty slow i mean it's an old elevator so the music's playing in there and um there's a moment for you to talk if you want to otherwise you're there is there a and is there a under under level one button on the elevator yeah there's like a, a basement? B, b1 there's a b1 actually okay. it's like i guess it's since it's old it's just like a long block button and it just says basement okay so you go up to the ninth floor you get out hallway looks like this <laughs> red rum red rum yeah and it's a long stretch of rooms and uh 903 is somewhere in the middle and uh, you can tell like by just the plates on the doors like this the plate on the door hasn't been changed in a while like it looks older than the rest of the doors and red and, says uh, i might hang up a picture or two on the walls but <laughs> yeah something like that played throughout the whole thing uh yeah so you walk up on the room and yeah it's there the door is in front of you i touch the handle do i feel anything is it hot it's cold like metal okay and i put my key in these these are like key cards huh no you said it's a key like an actual key it's a key an actual physical key yeah. okay yeah i'm gonna put the key in open the door all right you open it and it's got that musty old hotel smell that we all know um, but the room itself is pretty uh, wide and uh, roomy because um, I think uh, you got one of the better rooms. That's just marked Ooh, out. Looks like and 
picture. Looks like I don't. No, <laughs> I don't have one. I don't think I have one for the room. I thought I did. Ah, uh, no, I do. I just didn't put it in here because I didn't think you were going to go to the hotel this session. So you walk into the room and it's a large king-sized bed, uh, a couple couches. It's all really one big uh, open room. Um, and then there's a separate room that's uh, the bathroom that you can see with the door open and everything. And uh, over near the uh, rotary phone, there's a, a part of the wall, a corner of the wall that comes out to a square. And uh, you can tell it's a laundry chute. It's a little handle that you open up. Um, you can tell it's old because it's large enough for someone to fit in which probably today's standards they would make it small so kids couldn't crawl in it and shit but this is mm. old um so you could fit uh, yourself marzo probably would have a tough time but uh yeah You're in hey the marzo room. get on the bed want me to get on the bed yes go stand on the bed marzo just shrugs and steps up onto the bed and then, right. I'm, gonna tack- and then I'm gonna tackle him <laughs> we're gonna have a play fight Alright, uh, so two large men start wrestling on a bed together. Two large adults that are vampires are wrestling <laughs> on a bed. And uh, Red just looks at Paul and is like, we got to do something about this shit. Paul, and Paul and Red just start making out. This <laughs> <laughs> room makes me want to have another room. <laughs> uh, you can see like Paul is like, he seems to be distracted. Uh, not like in his normal, like I'm not paying attention distraction, but he's just like looking around the room, like looking up and down the ceilings. Can't you do some uh, kind of mystic shit? I'm sorry? What do you mean mystic? Don't you have like premonitions or something? I... What's that thing you do for Levi? Uh, I don't do anything for Levi. He does stuff for me, but I know what you're asking, so just... (laughs) Just give me a moment. That's a great response. I'm going to tell Levi you said that. He's already popped in his earbud as he's like looking around. Looks like he's concentrating. And uh, (laughs) a few moments later, he unpops his earbuds. And uh, he says, um, he's like, yeah, this this room feels like someone was killed here. Mm. I don't know much else, though. He looks Mm. around. Seems like a shitty old room. Do we have to stay here? What do the walls look like? What do you mean? This This is for the storyteller. Is it, is it like paint? Is it like wallpaper or what? Oh, no, it's uh, painted white walls. Everything's real plush furniture. It's all old. Um, maybe it's been like uh, the, the couch has been like refurbished sometime, like restuffed and whatnot. But they, it seems like there was a lot of effort put into maintaining like the original style of the room. You know, if I was a vampire, which I am, and I owned a <laughs> hotel, which I don't, not yet. I might make a lot of the same choices that uh, whoever set this place up made. You know how uh, people get stuck in their ways after they're dead. Hmm. Something to think about. Trapped in time? Paul kind of chimes in. Exactly that. I'm thinking 1970s. Mm, They didn't have as much technology as now to clean up this kind of the mess that was described. I'm wondering if we can find anything. Paul kind of shrugs. Besides cum stains? I don't know. <laughs> you could try. So I was thinking to scratch the paint and see if I get down to like a layer of maybe blood or something. Ah, uh, okay. You want to go into CSI mode? Yeah. All right. Dexter mode. Discussing this, um, the phone starts ringing in your room. 
Ghost contact. <laughs> Marzo, get it. Marzo just shrugs and picks up the phone. Ah, hello, this is the front desk. Is this, uh, is this uh, Mr. Uh, Sam Reichman? No, this is Marzo. <laughs> <laughs> this is Bozo. Uh, I'm sorry, is, is Mr. Is Mr. Reichman available? Uh, yeah. Hold on. Yo, Sam, for you. All right. I'll take the phone. Ah, hello, hello. Mr. Reichman. Sorry to disturb you so late at night. Hmm. This is Katie at the front desk. Uh, I, I'm sorry. Did you did you uh, drive uh, to the hotel today? Yes. Uh, is your vehicle a a uh, a maroon Honda Odyssey with uh, the license plate uh, I? L U V O D Y S Y Margo What's your license plate say? License plate says Marzo. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, this uh, this was the front plate I'm reading. Yes, the the <laughs> rear plate, the register what? plate says uh M A R Z O. Yep, that's ours. <laughs> Uh, yes, that uh, it's the vehicle's uh, alarm system uh, is like going off. Oh, uh, it's kind of it's kind of echoing through the garage. Yeah, I, I, did, I just want to let you know in case something happened to your vehicle. Um, and since you were the only ones that arrived recently, I assumed it was your car. You have cameras down there, just in case something was stolen. We can check. Oh uh, yes, we do. We do. We have. Uh, there's a security camera down there. All right. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Good. Goodbye. Bye. Well, your alarm's going off, Marzo. Someone might have fucked with your car. Oh, what the fuck? And you know it wasn't me pranking you this time. Marzo just uh, dashes out the room. Boom! <laughs> There's a big bang sign comes up like Batman show. You throw the door open. You run down this hallway, I guess. And uh, what are you doing? Going to the garage. Somebody better go with his dumb ass <laughs> after he's out of the room. <laughs> Paul just like shakes his head. He seems to be like enraptured in the room, just kind of looking around. All right, you guys stay here and study and see if you see some shit. I'll go down with him. All right, so you chase after him. <laughs> uh, imagine Marzo runs like really Hold upright. Up, <laughs> really upright? <laughs> like he's too muscular to <laughs> lean into it. <laughs> uh and uh yeah so you guys run to the elevator hit uh there's a garage button or that wouldn't be garage it'd be the first floor and then you can access the garage from there but anyways yeah you move to the garage you're doing that you're kind of stuck in the elevator for a moment as it's traveling down and you get to the garage and you can hear like before you even get to the entrance like your car horn going off which marzo had replaced to a different chime than the normal uh, alarm horn which what does that sound like marzo <laughs> uh, um mariachi sounds, music it uh sounds like sounds uh, like me going through youtube to find a song and it sounds like <laughs> yeah pretty much uh, uh this is important <laughs> all right <laughs> discord picture yeah that's what he looks like that's when you ha your muscles are so big you can't reach your dick anymore yeah you gotta take a piss at the urinal you just tell the guy next to you to hold it for you <laughs> and he will because look at you <laughs> shake this for me time out this is what it sounds like
<laughs> is that like a clown car music? What the fuck is that? It's the it's my car sound. <laughs> all right, so you hear that just blaring through the garage as it bounces off all the concrete walls and shit. And, uh, yeah, you can see your cars flashing in the distance. And you can see, uh, even from there, that the, uh, window on the, uh, driver's side, the pat- the passenger driver's side window is, uh, glass has burst out. Oh, what There's glass the all over the ground. Marzo just kind of, like, grabs his hair as he, like, gets up close and, like, what the fuck? My window! And you look over at it and, uh, Let's see, who's got good... I think it was... Yeah. Ah, but he's not with you. Would have been light and red. Yeah, you look at it, and yeah, you don't know why they broke the glass where they did, but uh, you can see, like, whoever did it, like, broke the glass out, must have climbed in because your glove compartment box is all, like, opened up, and they're like, any shit that you had in there, like, napkins, or whatever the fuck you would have had in there, is just all th- strewn out through the car. My wet naps. <laughs> <laughs> your wet naps, yeah, your handy wipes, all of it, your hand sanitizer, preemptively, uh, is all uh, strewn about on the car. Oh, man. It's fucked up, Ben, doing this to a Honda Odyssey like this. He just looks generally distressed as he's... The uh, alarm is still going off if you're just looking at the car. <laughs> yeah, turn off the alarm. Okay. Whoop, whoop. Uh, lock it. Yeah, start trying to clean up the glass. And uh, All right. gather up everything that was like laying around. Try to put it back into the glove compartment. All right, you're looking around through uh, everything, and um, as you're cleaning up, you're kind of like taking inventory of things that you're picking up. Can you give me a, oh, uh, we'll say wits and investigation, which you don't have. Actually, no, I'd say wits awareness. That's fine. That makes sense. Not investigation because this is if you notice something or not. So wits investigate or wits awareness. Sorry. So I was talking while he was on while I was on mute by accident. Um, while uh-huh. he's checking the inside, I'm checking the outside, like around the parking garage to see if anyone's sitting in a vehicle or anything. Okay. Um, give me a uh, let's say wits and investigation then for you. So wits investigation for Sam and uh, wits awareness for Marzo. Awareness. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, so you both succeed. Uh, so first, Marzo, as you're uh, looking through your car and picking up the belongings and whatnot, uh, you notice that uh, your registration that you know everyone keeps in their glove box is gone. Um, otherwise, I don't think you probably kept at most anything important really in your car that would link back to you. Um, so anything else other than that is uh, still there. But you notice your registration is gone. What the hell? They stole my registration. <laughs> reaction of the century there <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe Marzo doesn't even know what that's for um, so Sam you're, you're looking around and uh, you don't see any cars just like sitting around watching or anything like that but you do smell uh, fresh exhaust fumes like where a car had been running and it probably left because you know you're in a garage this stuff doesn't flow out easily uh so being that when you guys came in and uh, you were the only car there if another car had left recently then somebody had to come in and leave and you can smell the fumes there's fumes in the air bro i smell it they didn't have a diesel or an eco-friendly vehicle (laughs) yeah there you go definitely not an electric car 
didn't doesn't smell like diesel though. So if I rush if I rush out the exit, do I see anything? Okay, so you sprint out there, uh, fresh on the fumes, and uh, you run out to Street View just in time to see that four door white truck that you saw when you first pulled out of the parking garage it is like flying down the street. Yes, one. It's like one thirty in the morning now. There's not a lot of cars, so it's pretty obvious it's the one flying down the road in the night. Guess what, Marzo? I holler back. Yo, are they still there? It's your kids in the white truck. Oh, fuck this. Get in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's do this. All right. So, <laughs> you get in your uh, van and you start to pull out towards the gate. And I guess you're driving. Are you driving with a lot of aggression here? Trying to go fast? Yes. All right. Let's give me a, uh, a dex and drive because you're trying to get out as fast as possible. Dex plus Can I drive assist? Check. Somehow, like pointing, <laughs> pointing, pointing out the car and stuff. Just you know? holding his hand. No, you know, uh, like, like shouting, look at the left, the right. There's a car coming on the right. Okay, I'll give you an extra die. Okay, he's good. He seems like he's good though. All right. Uh, so you fly through there. The only obstacle you see though is the gate that you come to, which uh, you need your uh, your what's it called? Authorized parking pass uh, punched by the front desk, which you don't have. Um, so. You can blast through the gate, or you can go get your your pass stamp. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, and lift it. All right. Yeah, either way, yeah, it's going to cost it. you to... Okay, so Got you jump out. <laughs> take some time to force the gate. It's, I mean, these things are meant to, to bend um, and whatnot, so they don't you know damage a vehicle too badly or whatever. So you're able to kind of force it up, and uh, it sounds like you're forcing maybe some gears and things that are blocked, but you're you can hear them kind of pop a bit, but you can put it up, put it up at an angle enough where the van can drive under. Uh, you lose some time, but you're able to do that. Okay, so as you are jumping back in the van uh, and he passes through the gate, let's jump back up to the bedroom. What is uh, Red and Paul doing? So Red is just kind of, he's taking a lap around the room, uh, just trying to kind of get a feel for it. And uh, sorry, I didn't do this before, but when he revealed the name uh, Vivian McLean, uh, Red does know that name. At the time, she was uh, an up-and-coming jazz singer uh, during like the late 70s, and she was kind of like the Nora Jones of her time, kind of like in her style and whatnot. Um, so kind of like a pop version of jazz with her, like kind of those like low, uh, raspy vocals. And uh, yeah, she mysteriously kind of disappeared, and some people say that she was murdered in this hotel. But you recognize the name. You may and, have uh, like one record of hers or something at your club. He's like, "Hey, Paul, give me your phone." And he just pops out near Bud. Why? I want to play one of her songs, man. Maybe we can make something happen. He kind of hands it to you, and he's like, "Do you even know how to use this?" Uh, well, we're about to find out. Oh, no. He hands it to you. And he's like, he just looks at it and he's like, he just hands it back and he's like, can you make one of our songs play? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He's like, sure. And he pops open uh, Spotify and uh, you get a chance to like look at uh, all of his music selections and it's like Blue Monday by Orgy and shit. And uh, (laughs) there's some like techno stuff in there, like Sandstorm (laughs) and uh, Blood Ray from the Blade movie. That's in his his recently played, and uh, anything from Blood Rain. Blood Rain. Uh, (laughs) 
Did that movie have music? I don't even remember. <laughs> 90 minutes of aggravated grumbling. Uh, uh, so yeah, he pops in her song and he starts playing it. And uh, yeah, you can find it. It's just got the one album dated uh, 1973. And uh, it's got like five songs on it. And you start playing it in the room. Hope this leads somewhere red. As he kind of puts the phone down, not really liking the music at all. And he just gives him a look and he's like, I don't know, aren't ghosts supposed to be like sentimental and shit? Paul just kind of shrugs, shakes his head as the mo- the music is kind of bumping pretty loud through the room. He's got a nice phone. And, Anything uh, else you're doing? Red just kind of tries to like put himself in that frame of mind. Like what this music, what maybe she was going through. Uh, can't really do anything other than that with it, really. But uh, just interested to see what happens since you talked to a reasonable person earlier in the bar who said that they kind of believe the stories about it. Um. So as you're kind of like in the mood, trying to like get in her mindset or just trying to do something to connect yourself with this individual, uh, give me a, a, a wits awareness roll. Okay, can I add my aspects for heightened senses? Sure. That was not enough dice. It was not. So it should have been four total, I think. Yes, it should have. Well. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you try to like lock in and... I'm going to go ahead and spend mindset. the willpower to re-roll. The two? Okay, yeah, go for it. The three... We have two hunger dice, so you can only roll up, re-roll the two. Oh shit! Okay. So we'll just take uh, one success, or one the one success you got there. So, which is still not enough for total successes. So, you were there trying to get in the mood. You're like, you know, bumping your head or doing whatever you do to get in the mood while you're listening to the music, looking around the room, and you just you feel nothing. Mm. And Paul just like seems annoyed as he's watching you, like just kind of half-assedly danced in the room and nothing's happening and he just ends up like pausing the music and he's like okay this is getting nowhere and uh let's jump back to uh the guys in the car um yogi and uh boo boo you burst uh out of the garage <laughs> their leg, the little gate, legs twiddling onto the street and uh sam you can't see the vehicle now but you know the general direction it's going so what are you guys doing? How are you going to approach uh, chasing this car? Well, I'm going to guide him. All right. You point him in that direction. So you're flying down the street, middle of the night. Um, Marzo, how careful are you being? Well, I mean, pretty careful because I don't want to hurt the car. Are you driving the speed limit? Well, no. Are you I'm stopping at stop signs going, and red lights? I'm going faster than the speed limit. I'm slowing down at stoplight, I think, uh, but I'm looking to see if I can get through them. But, I mean, if it looks, like, dangerous, then I do a full stop. Okay. So, give me a uh, composure and drive check to see how well you can keep this up. And I'll give you uh, an extra die for uh, Sam kind of guiding you. Okay? And roll me one more die. Okay. So, you got two successes, um, which is still not enough. You can re-roll by spending willpower if you want. You can re-roll the one die. It's up to you. Okay. So, roll me one more die. Okay, so you're flying down the street and it's very like stop go because you're taking the time to not just blast through red lights, 
keeping your eyes aware up to look for cop cars and whatnot, which as you're passing through the streets on the opposite block, you know, Sam is like looking through, you can see the car, the truck kind of blazed by on the other side of the block as you come to a stop sign. And as the truck flies by within a couple seconds later, you see a cop car going after that, after the truck. All right. So then uh, start following the cop car then it's chasing them too. All right. You whip down the corner and as you're going down the street, you whip around the corner and there is a woman crossing the street right when you turn. She looks maybe homeless. Uh, she's wrapped in a lot of scarves, she's kind of hunched over. She's pushing a cart in the middle of the street. All right, the window move. So you all move. move. Bitch, get out the way. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so as you fly around the corner, I want to have you make another check here. Uh, and I roll kind of like intimidation. <laughs> all right, so I need a dex and drive check. And uh, I will give you another die again for the help from Sam. Ooh, baby. All right, nice. So you're whipping around the corner. Like Sam has his head out the window. He yells, move. And the uh, the woman kind of throws her head up and she like pushes the cart away from her in one direction and kind of runs the other way. And uh, as you're whipping around the corner, Sam, like in this weird moment, all Marzo saw was this old woman like in like basically rags and scarves and shit. But this one brief second you pass by, the woman looks old, but when she makes eye contact with you, she looks like this young Indian woman, and she kind of smiles at you for one second, and then she just keeps running. It's kind of like this eerie, like, her face kind of morphed for a second, and then she's gone as she runs down the street. And then Marzler just keeps going, you know, he's going after the, the cop car. And you're following the cop car for another two blocks until the truck comes up to an intersection, and it runs through the red light. The cop stops, slams on his brakes, and the white truck... Uh, you see it veer. You don't know what it's veering from, but you see it veer out of the way of something, and it just rolls on its side. Push, hits the ground. Glass goes everywhere. The truck slides about 20 or 30 feet into the front end of the truck, slams into a laundry mat uh, right there on the corner. Uh, e. Shin's dry cleaning, the glass of his shop, just flies everywhere. And uh, the cop car then, once the light turns green, it kind of slowly rolls up onto the vehicle. And you see a second cop car pro- approach from the other side of the street as they park in front of it. They turn their lights on. You want to go talk to them and tell them what these guys did to our car? Yeah. Car? Yeah. You got to tell them. I want my money. I want to fix this window. Maybe McGillicuddy's there. Oh, fuck that <laughs> bastard. <laughs> All right. So you're driving up to the scene? Yep. Okay. So you drive up, and uh, the two cop cars are parked there. Truck is on his side. Uh, as you drive up, you can see like one of the cops. He like sticks his hands up, and he tries like to direct you down the street the opposite direction. Like, yo, officer, these uh, these wise guys, they uh, broke my window. Uh, so the cop car, there's two cops here. One is labeled one two nine, and the other one is labeled fourteen. Uh, you guys recall from the previous uh, several months ago, cop fourteen was cop McGillicuddy's car. But this cop is coming from 129, and he's walking up. And uh, this is a cop you've never seen before. And he just, like, leans down, and he's like, guys, we got a fresh accident right here. Uh, Can you please uh, go down this side street? Uh, We got to make sure that there's no one hurt. We're calling an ambulance right now. Yo, these guys, they they broke into my car and stole my shit. You know these guys? No, I don't know them, but I recognize them. They've been following me. They broke into my car. All right, look, uh, can you, uh, you mind parking your car over here? And we can uh, ask you some questions. Over. All right, there's like a little side street there. 
He's like, just park your car there and uh, come over to, uh, to me when uh, here in a couple minutes. I need to assist on the scene real quick. And he runs over, jogs back over to his car. Uh, and you can see uh, the other cop this. get out of his car. And while it was McGillicuddy's car, you don't see McGillicuddy. I just turn to Sam like, this fucking shit. What a shit show. So I'll say to the cop, like, hey, isn't, uh, this is Officer McGillicuddy's car right there, right? 14. He just gives you like a dirty look. He's like, McGillicuddy? Nah, he got fired a couple months ago. What? Yeah, For something what? about uh planning evidence on us at a crime scene or something like that i don't know some bullshit you ask me yeah i know do you know mcgill uh, yeah fucking bastard nope. that was coming to him come on marzo he wasn't that bad yeah and he, he's like, about to say all cops are bad but then he stops himself <laughs> <laughs> he's learning <laughs> you can hear his radio kind of cut in as you're talking and uh he's like leans down and he's like yeah over here on madison and vine uh got an accident need an ambulance looks like we have uh a male driver and uh collided with the building yeah this is one two nine thanks okay and he like cuts off he's like all right uh look um let uh let me get ask you some questions real quick and uh you said you want to report a crime is it safe yeah. saying this guy broke in your vehicle yeah come take a look they broke my window Hell, if you check in you their know? truck, they probably have our the registration in there. Yeah, they probably got my car registration. So you're saying someone broke into your vehicle and stole your registration? Yeah. Who knows? All right, look, guys. Uh, <laughs> Who knows, officer? I don't know. Do you know? <laughs> Who knows what they took? We ran after them immediately. Okay. They, I think they took my money, too. If you see any money, I think they took it. <laughs> so as you're talking to him, the other cop, he's... He just starts yelling out and he's like, Larry, he's bleeding out. We need to get over here. And uh, he just kind of, the cop kind of puts his hand up. And he's like, just stay here. And he jogs over to the truck. And uh, you can see the the driver, Marzo, you recognize before, is the uh, Hispanic kid with the shaved head and the head all the piercings. Um, <clears throat> he's like dangling out of the, uh, the front class of the truck. Uh, obviously, Mo's not wearing his seatbelt. And uh, he's kind of splayed out there on the top of the truck, but some of the glass has cut his his abdomen, and there's just like a lot of blood coming out. And uh, he looks very white. And uh, the officers are trying to talk to him to see if he's conscious, and the guy is just like not moving. What kind of truck is it? Uh, it's a uh, Toyota Tundra. Ford. Okay. This is the scene, by the way. <laughs> And you can see like a small Asian man comes out of the uh, the dry cleaners and he's just like screaming, like pointing to his windows being shattered and whatnot. He's in his like Marzo. pajamas. He's got, like, he's got a wife beater and boxers on. Marzo, maybe you can ask him for tips on getting that Asian chick. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, Asian guy. <laughs> he like uh, gives like a knowing nod to Sam, like that's a good idea. And uh, you hear, you see the officers talking to each other, and one of the cops, the one that was in vehicle 129, he goes to run over to his car, and he just holds his hand up, and he's like, uh, can you guys just hang on right here? I got a, I got another call real quick. Uh, shit, this night just fucking snowballing. I got to go. Uh, you guys stay here. Uh, talk to uh, Officer Allen uh, over here at car 14, and uh, he'll uh, he'll take some more questions for me here in a second. Where the hell are you car. going? Yeah, we, we got some other problem going on. I got to take care of this. You guys stay what here. What could be more uh, important than this right here, right now? Come on now. The kid's dead. Just says like very coldly and oh, uh, runs over to his car. And he peels off. So it's just the one cop car now and the one officer. So you're uh, McGillicuddy's replacement, huh? 
Uh, so you walk over to him and he's like, ah, stay back, stay back. And McGillicuddy, yeah, well, yeah, I got his car. All right. And he's like, uh, he's just kind of observing the vehicle, making some notes. You gonna check it to see if our stuff's in there? You're, what are you talking about? These guys, they broke into my buddy's car over here. See his busted window? And he like leans over and he's like, yeah, I see it, man. But look, kid's dead. Um, we can get to your stuff here in a minute. Well, you want us driving around illegally? He's got our registration. He stole our registration. He kind of looks around a bit and he's like, all right, let me see your car. What are you talking about? So, uh, yeah, take him to the car, show him the window. All right. So he, show, he show him his uh, wallet that not, does not have a car registration in it. See, it's gone on my wallet. Where do you, uh, so he's just over there at the car with Martha now, I guess. And uh, the, where do you normally keep your registrations there? In the car. So why did you show me your wallet? Just to show it's not there. No. All right, thank you. And uh, <laughs> so he, while like, he's looks busy the with them, can I examine the scene? While he's, Mars has got him busy? You can try, yeah. Um, yeah, let me try. Let's see, give me a, uh, a composure and stealth. Yeah. And hold on, me. Oh, yeah, you're good. Go ahead. I'm going to just sit here. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, uh, through the lights kind of flashing there, you're able to find some shadows that aren't spots that aren't illuminated by the lights and, uh, sneak over to the vehicle. Like I said, you can see the kids splayed out on the truck. All the glass in the truck from the impact is shattered and, uh, sprayed everywhere. So as you're stepping, you know, you're trying to avoid those patches and avoid making really crunchy noises. And the old Asian gentleman outside who is on the opposite side of the truck, um, doesn't seem to notice you approach. And you can get to the truck, and uh, from there, uh, you're with that stealth roll. You're able to pop open the back door, and give me a uh, investigation and say wits. Could I have tasted his blood? Because I have this hound dog uh, merit. I've been wanting to use it. I just can't think of when to use it. It says you can smell the resonance of a human's blood without tasting it, but you just need to be uh, within smelling range. Well, a lot of his blood is available, so yeah. Make a resolve awareness test at difficulty three. Uh, sure. Yeah, go for it. So resolve plus awareness. Aware. Okay. So like normally, depending on this person's uh, state, um, if it matches up with you, you can like get some benefits from it. Uh, oh. But uh, this guy, um, he was definitely extremely scared at the time of death. So you get the sense of you know fear. Um, and a mix of fear and elation. Um, so you may even think that this guy's blood was tainted with something like alcohol or drugs or something like that. Okay. And as you're, you look through the car, um, like all the contents of the car, they had like drinks and shit like that. You can see like, uh, empty bags from hungry Harry's kind of thrown about, uh, you do find this large black duffel bag that's on the seat back seat and you're able to tell. Uh, based on your, your your check and everything that uh, when this car crashed um, you don't think this guy was the only one in it like there was a second guy in the back seat you can see uh, kind of the brake marks on the seat belt in the back seat where the strap was enough to hold them in place but like the plastic uh, jigs or the plastic uh, loop that it passes through is like snapped but it would have been like quite a lot of force to break it so you assume someone was in the back seat that's not there now would my bloodhound have allowed me to smell like multiple bloods? The only blood that you notice is the one from the driver. Can I try to throw the bag out, like, like out the side sure. so that the cop comes by, doesn't notice it kind of thing? And 
I could just kind of get away with it maybe later. Yeah, I think your stealth roll is covering all this activity. So, okay. um, yeah, you can pull out the bag. It's uh, pretty heavy. And, uh, yeah, you can throw it out. And while this is going on, Marzo, what are you doing with the cop? So, like, you know, I was explaining that, like, no, of course, I don't keep the registration in the wallet. You know, I just want to give it a representation of, well, it's not there. Of course, the wallet that he's showing is like a Honda wallet. Um, <laughs> nice looking. But, you know, it's kind of like an excuse to show off the wallet for him. He's like not really looking at you as he's talking. He's got his flashlight like looking around the window and stuff. And he's like, yeah, it looks like they, someone busted out your glass. And these Odysseys, they're, they're nice cars, but uh, there's a known flaw back here. You're like you can easily break this portion of the window. And he kind of points to like the bottom right hand corner. You smash it right here. The whole thing drops out. So then you can easily get to the lock. And he's kind of like looking around. And uh, yeah. All right. Look, buddy. Uh, it's just your registration. You can get another copy from the DMV. Uh, in, in terms of saying this guy broke your glass or not, I, we're going to need some more evidence. Um, if you do that, what, maybe we can file charges, but the, the kid is, is dead, man. I don't know. Just It's up to you how much hassle do you want, but you can always go to the DMV to get new registration. Man, but uh, don't I need a registration to drive? Uh... Look, uh, he'll give me. He like gives you your card. You get any hassle in the time between now and getting your new registration? Just tell him that you talked to me, and it'll be fine. Like give him his card or something. Yeah. Oh, okay. Hey, can I call you? It, what do you mean? Uh, yeah, you can call me if you got a problem. But I mean, this it's just yeah. your registration. You know, maybe if you file an insurance claim, maybe your insurance. I don't know what you got covers uh, breaking and entering or something like that. Yeah, just uh, but you know, just general though. I need to talk. Cool. What do you mean? About, like, work? Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, just, uh, whatever. You know, breeze. All right, here's <laughs> radio cut in around that time. Uh, ambulance two blocks away. He cut, he talks in. Yeah, I got you. I'll be over there.